Good morning, this is Ian Lee uh, doing the first breakfast show of a run of four and it's very exciting because we are live in St George's Square in Luton as we are awaiting the Olympic flame to uh, move on its merry way. The crowds here are already, there's a couple of hundred people standing in the square. It's a bit damp, but it's not raining. Uh, I can see a group of school children waving flags, getting off their bus. Uh, and it's, a, it's quite an impressive turnout for this time in the morning. I can see Justin Dealey as well. He's over in the square with some of the crowds at the moment. Justin, what's happening over there? Lots and lots of people here, as you just said. I'm in St George's Square right now. Uh, we're going to be trying to capture some of the atmosphere. And uh, when you come back to me in just a second as well, I'll be speaking to uh, some of the family members of the torchbearers. Uh, the torchbearing bus that was here from around 5 o'clock this morning. So when you come back to me very soon, I'll be live w- with some of those family members. Uh, he's right. I got here about quarter to five this morning, and there were a surprising number of people in the square uh, wandering around, setting things up, getting everything ready for today. It was a very odd scene. Uh, and we are, of course, waiting for Lewis Hamilton to turn up. I can see on the stage we've had a steel band already, uh, and now there are various bits and pieces happening. It's all very, very exciting here, very busy. Uh, so you'll be listening to uh, me, Ian Lee, and our team of reporters throughout the morning here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's go over to Justin now, who is milling amongst the crowd, trying to grab some people. Justin, have you found anybody for Oh, us? yes. Uh, I, there's lots of people here, Ian. I'm now with uh, Bonnie, joining us live on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bonnie, um, tell us who you've got here today. Rachel, Craig, Jamie, Callie, Katie, Georgia. And these kids have all got their school uniform on, so it's <laughs> here first, then off to school. Because it is. I know it's a cliche, but this really is a once-in-a-lifetime, isn't it? Definitely. Definitely. It's a great opportunity. And it's not just about Lewis Hamilton, it's about seeing that flame, isn't it? It sure is, yeah. (laughs) Let's not forget some of the real stories as well. Rachel, you're joining us live on Three Counties as well. Um, Sum up how you feel right now, because it's what? um, Six minutes past six on a Monday morning in Luton, pretty damp, but uh, but you're here, aren't you? I am, yeah. Well, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing, not going to get to see it again, really, I suppose, so... And Luton often gets bad press, we know that much, but today is a day to be proud of the town, isn't it, really? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, have a great day, guys. Thank you so much for your time. I'm now going to move over here to, to my left-hand side. You can see me running, Ian, which, which is not very good. You're doing an excellent <laughs> job, Justin. It? it looks beautiful. Look at that. It's like something out of the Olympic Games, the way I'm running. OK, I'm now going to move over here and speak to some people who know Stuart King. Uh, Stuart King is from Luton. Um, some of the torchbearers across the country haven't been from their hometown, but uh, Stuart King, I can tell you, is 30 years old, and he is from Luton. Uh, Kevin, first of all, you nominated Stuart King. Tell us why you nominated him. Um, he's just done lots of fantastic charity work for the Lymphoma Association and the British Heart Foundation, and um, he's done that over the last couple of years, and also he arranged a big charity cycle ride for us um, last year Land's End to John O'Groats um, 13 novice cyclists now, I read something online about a tandem now now, what's uh, this all about? I actually turned out to be a triple in the end <laughs> a triple tandem? No, so three people on a bike um, it caused us loads of hassle loads of breakdowns but um, it gave us all a good laugh and um, raised loads of money so He's somebody that you feel is, is an inspiration. He's raised thousands of pounds for charity off his own back. He deserves to be here today carrying the torch in his hometown. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there's lots to him as well. Um, he, he runs a obesity specialist programme for in Luton and Bedfordshire. So, yeah, he really deserves it. The way I'm eating at the moment, I might be joining him on that course very soon. <laughs> uh, Neil's here as well. Neil, welcome to the programme. Now, you were laughing and joking earlier on, saying, well, if anybody's going to drop the torch, it's going to be him. 
Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. He's um, one of the most clumsiest people I possibly know, especially he's got really big toes as well, so he'll just trip over himself. Uh, by the way, this programme is on the BBC iPlayer, so he will be hearing what you're saying about him. Just, yeah, just thought I'd let you know, but, but he is a great guy and he's raised lots of money for charity. And again, you feel that, that today is, is the right place for him to, to, to be showing what he can do? Yeah, definitely. I think um, he's really nervous. You could tell he's like, he's, normally he's quite outspoken and quite loud, but he's really got, like, gone into himself. So he must be like, really excited, but he's just nervous at the same time. So, yeah, I think he'll really enjoy it. You can understand that, can't you? And uh, finally, Mel's here as well. Mel, tell us the greatest thing about Stuart King, who is carrying the torch in his hometown. <laughs> um, uh, he is a really great guy, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably the best thing about Stuart. And, um, yeah, he's a great local guy, sort of lived around Luton all his life. And um, we're all out, all his family and friends to support him. So. And it's often the family and friends who are actually more nervous than the torchbearer. How do you feel right now? Yeah, um, I think we're all excited. It's really good. We saw his mum this morning, who I think is really nervous as well. But um, she's made a banner, so look out for it on the TV. <laughs> Such a proud moment for everyone involved. Guys, thank you so much for your time. Have a great morning. Very, very early still in Luton. Thank you so much. So, uh, uh, the friend there of Stuart King, 30 years old from Luton, and that's what I like about this, Ian, because uh, a lot of the torchbearers that we have seen up and down the country haven't actually been from their hometown. So uh, Stuart is a Lutonian, um, he's lived in Luton all of his life, he loves the town, and uh, he's going to be here today carrying the torch, and it's a very proud moment for him, his friends and his family, of course. Justin, I'm disappointed that you didn't pursue the uh, topic of his big toes. How big? <laughs> if that's what he's famous for, how big? Hang on a second. Do you want me to go back? Do you want me to go back? Yeah, investigate this. He's famous for having big toes. We yeah. need to see this, right, for ho- goodness sake. Hold sakes. on a second. Hold no on a second. Photographic evidence. Guys, sorry about this. Um, who mentioned about his feet being big? Me. Uh, how big are the feet? It's uh, probably size 12, but he's quite a short guy, so it really kind of makes out. Yeah. Makes him look big. Okay, thanks for that. <laughs> there's, no way he's, there's no way he's going to fall over carrying the, the, the torch. It's very exciting. Even an old cynic like me is getting caught up in the atmosphere. And, and while Justin was talking there, I would say about another 100 people turned up in the square. We're in St George's Square in Luton. If you want to come down, uh, there's lots of uh, activities, lots of flags being waved. Loads of kids have turned up. Uh, and for, it's not even quarter past six. And already it, it's very, very exciting. Now, we have had a fantastic weekend of torch relay action. From Bedford early yesterday morning to Luton in the evening, it was quite incredible how many people turned out to greet the flame. Here's how we covered it on BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, let's go over now live to Justin Dealey and see what he's up to. Justin. Hello Ian, got to be quite brief here. Joining me live is uh, Hazel Simmons, who's the leader of Luton Borough Council. Yeah, you're out of breath, you're about to go on stage, yeah, but uh, how proud do you feel of your town? I'm absolutely, really, really proud of my town. They've turned out in their thousands over this weekend to celebrate the, both the torch coming here and our festival weekend. It's fantastic. Both, all three nights, both nights were fantastic, and yesterday with the torch here was absolutely fantastic. Very proud of the town. The weather hasn't been great this morning, but uh, as we look around here, we can still see thousands of people. But it's some turnout. You know, when you think about the weather, when you think about it's Monday morning, people going to work, it's, it's fantastic, isn't it? Fantastic, and, that, and you know, it shows what they how much the, the, the Olympic flame means to people now, uh, how important the Olympics is to everyone, how excited they all are about it. And we're really proud. They all turned out in, in, for both nights of our weekend uh, in their thousands, really impressed, in the rain, um, and it was a fantastic weekend, yeah. I know I've got to let you go, but uh, you're about to go on stage and do a speech. Uh, what, what is this speech, then? I have no idea. <laughs> 
So it should be quite, quite fun to watch then. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I was doing one. <laughs> Whatever it is, best of luck. Uh, I'm being told you've got to go now. Thanks okay, so much for your thank time. Thank you. There you go. We'll talk to Hazel a bit later on as well. That's uh, Hazel Simmons, Ian, uh, the leader of Luton Borough Council. Uh, I'm just going to walk down here. You might be able to see me just come out the back of the stage now by St George's Square. Um, thousands of people. Where you are, Ian, you probably can't see around the corner because you're obviously just in front of the choir here that yep. you can hear. But um, as you go around the corner, there are thousands and thousands of people lining the streets of Luton. And that is, come on, th- th- let's be honest about it, a big achievement at 16 minutes past six on a Monday morning. On a wet and, and grey Monday morning. Yeah. I, I, as I was saying earlier, Justin, I'm you, no one is more cynical than I am about these kind of things. But you can't help but be excited by uh, the, the turnout. There's a, a choir of uh, young kids up on the stage singing it in a huge round of applause. I can see... One, two, three, I think, amazing costumes. I've got no idea what they're going to be doing, but they're those huge carnival costumes. I says, I don't think they'll fit on the stage. Where are, where are these costumes? They're kind of to the left of the stage as you look at it. And oh, yes. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> so you mean. There's a big sort of light blue one. There's a big pink one with got. They look fantastic. If you want to come down to St George's Square and have a little look around, I, I thoroughly recommend it. It's the most bizarre sight at 20 past six in the morning. Uh, Justin, any sign of Lewis Hamilton? Uh, not yet, but uh, we can't exactly miss these people in their outfits, can we? If you bear me for one second, I'll tell you what, I don't need a gym membership working for you, Ian, do I? You're sounding <laughs> fit in every sense of the word. Justin. I don't think so. Um, let's see if we can grab a word here with somebody. Um, I think they're being briefed right now, so bear with me just for, for one second while they're being briefed and we can find out about their outfits. I do like the way that you surprised Hazel by announcing she'd be making a speech. Yeah, well, she said to me, I'm doing some sort of speech. Oh, I've got no idea. She came down with her bags and uh, she put them down. Then, then she got a bit panicked. She took the phone call. Those so, uh, are the best kind of speeches. Absolutely. Ones, uh, listen, Justin, you see if you can, see if you can get a word with uh, those uh, people in those fantastic costumes. And while you're doing that, we're going to get the latest weather now with Chris. Thank you very much for that. Justin is with those people in those fantastic costumes. Justin, what on earth are they doing? Well, do you know what, Ian? They are... Well, they, they, these costumes are very high. I'd say what... Ooh, I would say they're about um, a good 12 foot in the air. And my favourite colours as well. Orange, blue and white. The colours of a certain Luton Town Football Club. The mighty Luton Town Football Club. With me now is uh, somebody who's in one of these costumes. Uh, introduce yourself, Madam. Who are you? I'm Maureen Scarlett. I'm with the uh, Carnival Crossroads Eastbound Project. <laughs> and we've just been talking briefly about what you're wearing. But um, obviously this is radio, so we can't see it. D- describe to our listeners what is around your neck and what is attached to your body. Well, we were part of a hub from Luton representing diversity, so our colours actually represent Luton Town Football Club, <laughs> which is very convenient for you. Suddenly become my best friend. But, yes. uh, but this costume, tell us how long it took to make. Um, it took about two or three months to actually make the costume. It's all made by hand. All the feathers are put on individually um, by a team. <laughs> it looks absolutely wonderful. You're about to go on stage, I presume. What are you going to be doing on stage when you get up there? We're actually going to um, be the backdrop when Lewis goes through with the torch. Um, the one of the things having a big costume, there's a limit to where you can actually take your costume. Um, so yeah, we'll be dancing around when the torch is actually um, going through. It's not every day Lewis Hamilton comes to your hometown. Um, how excited are you? Is it's a pretty handsome man, isn't he, Lewis Hamilton? Yes, indeed, I was told by several colleagues um, to personally introduce myself and give a name and say somebody's looking out for you. <laughs> Who needs a pussycat doll when you've got somebody in a costume like this? Absolutely. Well, we won't be missed. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time.
time. Have a wonderful day. There you go. Uh, the guys here in the costumes. Costumes look amazing, don't they? And you, you can see them from there from a good, what, 50 yards away. They, but they are, up, they're great. They are huge. They are colourful. They are ridiculous and wonderful. I want to be a backdrop. I've always wanted to be a backdrop. We will uh, be getting more from Justin later on as he wanders around the square, uh, getting the atmosphere uh, and talking to the crowds. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, we are live in St George's Square in Luton. More from here after Billy Joel and my life. Good morning, this is Ian Lee live on BBC Three Counties Radio. We are coming to you live from St George's Square in Luton where we are waiting for the Olympic torch to begin its run for the day. Is it a run? It's a, it's a gentle canter, I think, perhaps. You try running with one of those torches. At some point, Lewis Hamilton will be here uh, in the square. In the square itself... You can possibly hear there are a few hundred people already cheering. Uh, We've just had a young lad on the stage doing some drumming. We've already had a a choir of children. There are more. If you were listening a few minutes ago, you would have heard Justin talking to these people in these fantastic carnival costumes. A couple more have turned up. They are going to be the backdrop for when Lewis uh, takes the torch. I don't know how they're going to fit on the stage. They're massive. They they are about 12 feet tall. One of them is even taller than that. Apparently, the streets of Luton, and I can't quite see it from here, uh, are lined with thousands of people. Um, which is, for 25 past six on a Monday morning, when it's not, let's be honest, it's not the nicest day uh, we've ever had. It's quite an impressive turnout. Uh, it's a little bit grey, it's a little bit damp, but if I'm honest, can I see a little bit of blue sky? Not quite, let's not raise our hopes too much, but it's certainly not as bad as it could be, and it really is an amazing turnout. Uh, we're going to be here uh, all morning. There's a little booth. You'll see a BBC bus, and next to the BBC bus is a little booth, which I've been told has some computer technology, which if you go in there, uh, you can have your photo taken, uh, and then using the magic of a thing we call green, green screen, uh, you can be superimposed all over some various BBC Olympic-themed pictures. Uh, it, it's well worth coming and having a go. I'm going to have a go uh, in a little bit. So come down, say hello, don't touch me. Don't touch me. That's, that's one of the few rules I have about this. We're in St George's Square, um, and more and more people are turning up. Loads of school kids are here waving flags and banners. It's fantastic. We're here all morning. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's time now to get the latest travel news. Across beds, hearts and barks, this is BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio, we're live in St George's Square and Lewis Hamilton is on the stage now. He's just lit the Olympic torch. Uh, He's had a huge round of applause from the crowd. He's now holding it aloft. I think he's waving. I think he's about to start running off with it. Uh, Justin, can you see see what's happening? I can. I'm just about here. Just about. It's absolute chaos up here. Uh, We we just uh, heard from Lewis Hamilton, uh, who was up on the stage in St George's Square. Um, He has lit the flame. He's about to start. You can... uh, hear from those dancers that, that we spoke to earlier on. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, as I just walk onto the stage now, I can just see around the corner. I can't quite see him now, but he's about to, to go off with the flame and start the action here in Luton. Let, let's try and get a bit of the atmosphere, though, Ian, because Luton, as we know yesterday with the carnival, the atmosphere was terrific, the colours, the sights, the sounds, so let's see whether you can pick a bit of this up. Here comes Lewis Hamilton. Hey, Lewis. Lewis, how are you feeling? We're going to have a word with Lewis a bit later on, just after 7 o'clock. But he's now officially started. Uh, the flame has been lit. Photographers, TV crews absolutely everywhere. He's left the stage in St George's Square. And he's now about to go and do his 300 yards through the town centre. All you can see is thousands of people here with their phones out, with their cameras out, 
everyone wants to see Lewis Hamilton and of course it would have been an even better story had he had won the British Grand Prix yesterday sadly he didn't but of course uh, Lewis with his local connections he's from Stevenage I'm sure he would have been in Stevenage yesterday had the Grand Prix not have been there but of course he's here today in Luton and at around what 6.35 in the morning Ian thousands of people are lining the streets in Luton uh, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity we keep on saying that but it's absolutely true it's the town's chance again to shine and around 20 yards in front of me I can see Lewis Hamilton with the flame he's holding that aloft right now and people just taking their photographs all you can see is flash 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 uh, that's all you can see here we are going to be talking to Lewis Hamilton after seven o'clock this morning uh, we're going to be talking to him he's now running off and as he runs the crowd are running with him and if you bear with me I'll try and get myself into the crowd and speak to a few people as well. So just bear with me for a second as I try and get myself out of here. Excuse me, guys, I'm going to squeeze through. Thank you very much. I'm wearing this crazy backpack that's been given to me by the BBC, which is absolutely huge. Uh, who's this? Madam, sorry to bother you. You're live on Three Counties Radio. What's your name? Jen Devaney. Thanks so much for your time. Just seen Lewis Hamilton. How yeah. proud do you feel about Lucent? Oh, really proud. Good year for England. Yeah. That's great, yeah. And seeing Lewis Hamilton, such a, a superstar, yeah. here in Luton, walking the streets of the town centre, it's quite a weird feeling, isn't it? It is, yeah. Oh, no, we've got lots of superstars in Luton. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for yeah. your song. I'm going to go along here a bit uh, a bit more. Hello, how are you, Mick? Welcome to the programme. You're live on Three Counties. Seeing Lewis here today, how was that for you? Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it was brilliant yesterday evening, watching the torch come into Luton, and then this morning, seeing the crowd turn out and seeing Lewis, absolutely brilliant. It's just what the town needs, isn't it? Oh, because we fantastic. know that there's, there's often negative press, but today it's about being proud of Luton. Yeah, watching watching people just streaming in through the streets this morning, mm. just before half past six, is, is absolutely fantastic. People have made a real effort to get out and see this, and yeah, yeah hats off to them. Fantastic job. Brilliant. So thanks for your time, Mick. That's uh, Mick, and uh, just one more person as well. Let's go along the crowd here, uh, see who we can find. I'm now walking into the town, which is where Justin, Lewis oh, just, Justin, walked. let me interrupt for a second, sorry, because I have to break in, because I think we're going to go to Luke Ashmead. Luke, whereabouts are you? Ian, thanks very much. I'm just up near Carphone Warehouse and the Nat West uh, in the central Luton. A very good view of Lewis Hamilton, 27-year-old Lewis Hamilton, of course, born in Stevenage, and he's just about to hand the torch over. Uh, Lewis starting his career in karting, of course. It seems a, a long way away since Lewis Hamilton was uh, racing in a kart. Progressed to Renault, Formula 3 and GP2. Uh, started his F1 life in 2007, so not a massive career so far. He's won 18 Grand Prix races and, of course, became world champion in 2008. Right outside the NatWest in the centre of Luton now, handing the flame to Holly Baxter. Holly was born with rubenstein Taby syndrome, and Holly will be uh, doing this leg in a wheelchair. She started to walk at the age of five, and then her right patella dislocated. At the age of 11, she was wheelchair-bound and has remained in a wheelchair for life and will remain. Uh, the uh, nomina nomination story says that uh, she's an amazing young girl who never complains and puts a smile on everyone's face. And Lewis Hamilton has handed the torch. The kissing point, as we uh, refer to it, has taken place. And now Holly Baxter uh, from Luton, carrying the flame in the centre of Luton and the crowds three or four deep all the way up as we head up the hill past Barclays and... I can see uh, Debenhams, of course, on my right-hand side. Wonderful view here from Media One. We heard Jenna Benson yesterday uh, throughout uh, Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire. And now Holly Baxter is being helped up uh, a relatively steep hill here. Uh, the police outriders quite close to her, just coming past now. Holly, 17 years old. What a thrill for a Luton girl to be carrying the flame in Luton. 
Uh, there's an area here, of course, where it's difficult for uh, spectators to actually come. And uh, a slightly quieter area here, I think, where spectators have been kept away. And we're going to head out very, very shortly onto the main road. Getting lots and lots of support, Holly Baxter, from uh, uh, from uh, friends and family as they follow her on this journey. The smile lighting up her face on this bleak morning in Luton. And we are underway on day 52 of the Olympic torch relay. Starting, of course, in Luton. And for us, ending in Buckinghamshire. We'll head through... Milton Keynes, Dunstable before Milton Keynes, Bletchley, uh, Winslow, Whitchurch, Buckingham, Aylesbury and Stoke Mandeville. But right now, Holly Baxter is ignoring the red traffic lights. She doesn't need to worry about those lights. Heading towards the next kissing point on the journey for a gentleman called Luke, this Matt is, Roach. Luke, this is Ian. How many people would you say uh, are, are there watching all of this? Well, it's, in, it's difficult to say because we're coming to an area now where there aren't many people. It's a, a roundabout that has been stopped by the police outriders. And it would be, it's very difficult for, the, for anyone to actually stand in this area. Uh, there's no real vantage points. But as we were coming up through the centre of Luton, uh, three or four deep, and I think, you know, obviously you've seen the crowds in St George's Square. Uh, I would say thousands rather than hundreds, um, certainly in the centre of Luton, and lining the way all the way up. I am genuinely surprised uh, and a little bit touched at the number of people that turned up. I, I, I've been saying this all morning. I'm an old cynic. And I thought, ah, there'll be a few people here for the curiosity factor. But there have been hundreds in the square. As you said, there are thousands lining the street. It's not even a quarter to seven on a wet and grey morning in Luton. It, I think it's incredible, the support uh, for the torch, for the town uh, and for Lewis. You're absolutely right, and I think it's something that has been said many times before, and I think when it comes to your particular area, and this is our area, of course, this is Bedsarts and Bucks, this is our opportunity uh, to welcome all these torchbearers. Many people, of course, live locally. Many people have stories that affect people across Bedsarts and Bucks. You're absolutely right, but I, I think whether you've seen it in, uh, you know, on, the, on the television, on the BBC Torch Cam, uh, whether you've read it in the newspapers, I still think it's a wonderful moment to see the crowds turn up, and as you say, sometimes in pouring rain in the first thing in the morning um, so uh, we, we've got to another kissing point now um, very very close I, have I find, to say the, phrase, to, uh, I find the phrase kissing point very upsetting it makes me slightly uncomfortable really <laughs> yeah uh, Luke listen we're going to come back to you a bit later on that's Luke Ashmead uh, this is uh, Ian Lee reporting live reporting I use that word very very loosely from St George's Square in Luton the crowds are starting to disperse now from the square itself uh, Justin Dealey, whereabouts are you? Have you got someone with you? Well, at the moment, Ian, uh, Lewis Hamilton has just walked back. We, we are going to be talking very soon to, to the dad of Holly Baxter, uh, who Luke was just talking about there. But uh, bear with me just for a second, because uh, there is, let's just say, a media scrum uh, happening right now. Thousands of people now walking back towards St George's Square to see Lewis Hamilton. Uh, again, they've all got their cameras out. Speaks to this man here. I take it you're a big Lewis Hamilton fan. You're live in three counties. Yeah, I'm, I, I love Lewis Hamilton. Uh, ever since he won the World Championship, I've just been a big fan of him. And you are standing literally about 20 yards away from him. Uh, How does I, that I, make I, you feel? Oh, amazing. I just, I just touched his hand twice. I just like, I was at the top of the street and then I had to run down and then I got his uh, hand again. But he's a really nice guy. You're never going to wash again, are you? Never, never. <laughs> <laughs> what a joy it's been for you today. Oh, it's been amazing. I got, um, I got up at five. 
yeah, quarter past five and ran all the way here from about five miles down the road. So, yeah, it's a bit of a commitment. So, yeah. We've got one more commitment for me. Can you just open this railing so I can go and try and have a chat with Lewis Hamilton? I'm going to try and get through, Ian. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. You've heard some, some of the views there from, from that person. Such a, a massive, massive fan of Lewis Hamilton. He's touched him twice. He's touched him twice in one day. So... Bear with me for literally 30 seconds. I'm going to try and run myself across now and see whether we can grab a word with Lewis live. We are going to be talking to him after 7 o'clock, I believe, anyway. So hopefully he'll be joining us live after 7 o'clock on three counties. But uh, we need to try and squeeze through and see whether we can grab a word with him now and see what's going on. So you can probably see me right now. Ian, up onto the stage here in St George's Square. Of course, the torch has moved on. Lewis Hamilton, he was the first well, person. So you can probably see me that massive aerial. <laughs> There we go. BBC Health and Safety. Right. If you, Let's see what's going on here. If Let's you see if we come can down get in. George's Square, then you'll uh, see that Justin is a very good-looking man. Young lady, isn't, uh, <laughs> Don't go too far. Right. Come to have a look at him. It's going to see if we can move in for a second. So yeah, here, here is uh, Mr. Hamilton right now talking to a few of the people. Been told to move around the back. As I say, he is going to be joining us. We believe after seven o'clock this morning. So uh, he's just talking right now to. As some of the organisers. So, Ian, I think we're going to leave it there for the time being. You, should we take the travel, or do you think you can be able to get a word with Lewis now? I think, I think if you take the travel right now, because there is a scrum Beautiful. going on. All right. Uh, so take the travel okay. and come back we'll to me get... very soon. Thank you, Justin. We will hopefully have Lewis Hamilton on very soon. But first, let's get the latest travel news. Across beds, hearts and bugs, this is BBC Three Counties Radio. St George's Square in Luton. Let's go over to Justin Dealey, who's very near to Lewis Hamilton. I've got a whisper right now, Ian, because we're next in the queue. It's, it's like waiting at a, a sweet shop, waiting for your favourite sweets. So if you come back to me in about 30 seconds, some of our colleagues at the BBC TV are currently interviewing Lewis, so come back to me in literally 30 seconds. Look out for me, Ian. I'm going to put my arm in the air, and that's when you can come back to me, OK? OK, when, when the arm is in the air, we will be going live to Justin Dealey, who will be with Lewis Hamilton, which is very exciting. We're joined now by some of the people who are on stage singing. Uh, it's the Luton Youth Cantores. Have I said that right? Uh, yeah, you yeah. have, yeah. Okay, so who, who are you? So give, introduce yourselves. I'm Rhiannon. I'm Bethany. Hi, I'm Sophie. And there's, there's a grown-up with us as well. Who, who are you? Hi, I'm Kerry Watson. I'm the musical director of the choir. Impressed with them this morning? Yep, they did really well, as they did yesterday. Um, yesterday afternoon, we did um, 10 minutes on the stage... I've got to interrupt. I'm very sorry. Lewis Hamilton, I think, is going to be speaking to us. Let's go to Justin. Justin! Thank you, Ian. As you can hear the cheers, uh, Lewis is with me right now. Lewis, welcome to the programme. What a proud day for yourself. When you were on Blue Peter all them years ago, did you think I'll be here in Luton with the flame? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, very, very proud day. Um, so many people turn up today. You guys had a good day? Yeah. Good morning? <laughs> the crowd love you. Come on, let's be honest. Oh, the crowd love you. The kids have been you? great. I had such a great reception, and um, they made it even more enjoyable. But really, very, so incredibly honoured to have the opportunity to do this. Not many people get to do this. So, uh, so just how hot was it then? Here, here we've got, we've got the flame here. No, they're well, they're, it's designed really well, so it didn't get hot at all. But when we were doing the, the kiss at the end, the flames were being blown towards me, so I'm glad I didn't singe it in my face hairs or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, you've achieved so much in your life, but, but this surely has got to be right up there because we keep on hearing it's only once in a lifetime, so it's got to be right up there in terms of your achievements to be here today doing what you've done. It is, it is, absolutely. I think every... Um, I have to just thank God every day for the wonderful opportunities and blessings that I, I'm given, and, um, yeah, this is... I never, you know, I've achieved... A certain amount in my career. This is another thing that I, I've, I can put on the 
on the list of wonderful experiences. And it must mean even more to you being local because some of the torchbearers haven't been local to particular areas. But of course, being from Stevenage, being a neighbouring town to Luton, yeah. being local means even more to you. It does, it does. I mean, Stevenage was just done yesterday. Unfortunately, I was racing. But um, it doesn't really matter where you do it. You know, the, it's the experience of being a part of something so huge and it's such an important year for for British sports so um, you know I'm so proud that I can contribute even the smallest amount and moving ahead to the games 2012 uh, what are you going to be watching this year I'm sure you're going to be watching some of the games uh, what are you looking forward to the most uh, I'm going to try and watch as much as I can um, I w- of course I want to watch the the hundred meters I like to I like the long jump um, swimming um, pretty much everything really I'm I'm really Obviously, I do a lot of training myself, so interested to watch the times and see, not that I could ever keep up with any of those guys, but uh, to base myself to work something towards. David Beckham, should he be in or out of the GB squad? What do you think? That's none of my business. You know, <laughs> The team did what they need to do, and I uh, wish them all the best. It's not about him, it's about you today. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Cheers. There you go. Lewis Hamilton joining us live on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, very proud man. He's got one of those, uh, those smiles that kind of lights up the air. He's got the kids here in front of us. Um, Again, just bear me for one second. Let's see who we got here. What's your name, sir? David. Seeing Lewis Hamilton today. How old are you, by the way? Ten. You're ten. So, seeing Lewis today, what did that mean to you? Oh, it's, it's a very just... special day. Yeah. Yeah. Is he one of your heroes? Yeah. And seeing him, what? He's there. He's ten yards away. <laughs> How does that feel, knowing that your hero's ten yards away from you? It must feel amazing. Yeah, yeah amazing. Brilliant stuff. Kids, give us a quick cheer. Go on. One, two, three. <laughs> The kids are there, just in case you thought I was making it up. Um, so it's, uh, they're there, right in front of uh, Lewis Hamilton, who, of course, has been in Luton today with the torch. Now, back to you on the bus, Ian. Lewis, uh, Lewis Hamilton over there with Justin Dealey. I think Justin is the new Cheggers, if uh, we needed such a thing. I'm joined by the Luton Youth Cantorus. We've got Sophie, Bethany, Rhiannon, and we've got Kerry Watson, the musical director. Rhiannon, what's it like singing this early in the morning? It's ridiculously early, isn't it? Yeah, ridiculously early. I don't, I don't know how I woke up this early. In fact, I would like to thank my mum for actually waking me up repeatedly. Um, I, I don't know, it's just, it's just a real honour to perform in front of like, the town and to represent, represent such a big event as Luton is a part of the Olympics. Bethany, what time did you have to get up? I, I actually woke up at half four. I, I don't know why. I didn't really sleep. So. Were you nervous? Well, no, I wasn't. I don't know if it was excitement. Because, like, this is quite big. <laughs> Sophie, were you surprised at how many people turned out this morning? Yes, very surprised. Considering how early it is, if it was me, I would probably still be in bed and probably, like, watching the TV or something. But it was really good to perform in front of so many people. Kerry, how long uh, have you been practising rehearsing for this? Well, we've been rehearsing for our summer concerts for the last five months, really. So the, the set that we did today, um, we performed at National festival of music for youth on tuesday so it was very ready and we thought it would be appropriate to sing it here for the olympics aren't you being modest didn't you win an award at the the, that festival (laughs) come come on (laughs) yes we did we won um, a senior choirs award on tuesday yay (laughs) well done rihanna did you did you enjoy it did you you have fun yeah it it was it was a really good day i mean we went shopping sort of in the break in the middle oh sorry um (laughs) The boss is saying, no, 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 come on, that's not what it's about. It was a musical event and that's all we did. We just sang, sang the whole way there, whole way back. No, it was, yeah, it was just a really good experience, especially as some of the girls got to sort of bond with each other and, uh, no, we've got, like, new friendship groups that are forming. And, just... and how long have you been part of uh, the Luton Youth Cantoras? I think about two or three years now, two or three years. Yeah, but it's just literally flown by. Like, I can still remember my first practice because you make so many new friends and 
you meet yeah like so many new people and it's so much fun as Kerry just said so it's just a real honour to be a part of and Bethany you, you had a good morning you've enjoyed yourself yeah it's been really good a bit early but you know <laughs> are you off to school now or can you go home and doze no I've left school I, I'm in that period of time where you don't know what you're doing because it's in between sixth form and finishing GCSEs so I'm not really doing anything I'm, I'm, I'm 39 and I'm still in that period of time <laughs> of not really knowing what I'm doing it doesn't get you know it doesn't change yeah well cool <laughs> yeah well I feel like such an old man listen thank you very much it was it was it sounded absolutely fantastic this morning so well done you now the torch relay is its way through Berry Park in Luton and our reporter Danny Bailey is at Nadine Plaza in the centre. What can you see there Danny? Hello there is quite a crowd building up and we've got the horse box media one coming towards us. It's really exciting. I'm standing with the runner Charlotte Ellis. Her best friend is here, Amy. Hello. Hi. Now how much does this mean to Charlotte? It means a lot. She's been looking forward to it for months. And how long has she been... She does canoeing, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. And how long has she been doing it for? She's been doing it for about seven years. And she, I hear she's gone to national competitions, in Yeah, she's been to two international um, GB events. Fantastic. GB, yeah. And you know her? Free canoeing. So how long have you been canoeing for? Um, I've been canoeing for five years. Yeah. And you're going to the Games? Yeah, I'm going to go watch the canoeing and then hopefully going to go see some other stuff, but I'm not sure yet. Fantastic. Well, I'll let you get back to watching your best friend. See ya. Well, the trucks have just parked up just ahead of us. And hopefully, oh, we can see the flame. They're now starting to move towards us. There's lots of people gathered on the plaza end. It seems like quite a hot spot. There are tons of people here from Leighton Buzzard Rowing, uh, Canoeing Club. And um, they are all running as Charlotte runs. I can see her now. I'm going to try and get my phone out. There's lots of whooping and cheering going on. It's fantastic. She's beaming. The flame looks lovely and warm on this fairly cold morning. The moment to shine bus is following up in the background. I'm just going to take a photo Danny, this is Ian in St George's Square. Danny, I'm just going to cut in if I can, because I think we're going to throw now to Luke. Luke, whereabouts are you now? Well, just literally, I could see Danny, and we're having a little wave to each other, Ian, uh, in Berry Park. Wonderful to head through here. The crowds aren't as big as uh, they, uh, they were in the centre of Luton, of course. Uh, nobody really lining the street as such. One or two people dotted along through Berry Park. So uh, perhaps uh, Berry Park not, uh, not welcoming the torch as, as much as uh, the rest of Luton uh, this morning. Charlotte Ellis has got the torch at the moment. 18-year-old Charlotte uh, from Bedfordshire, uh, carrying the flame, of course, through Luton. Uh, she was nominated by her grandparents. She's a keen canoeist, trains five or six times a week. She's reached a decent standard as well, Ian, uh, training in the UK Development Squad, uh, which uh, for anyone that doesn't know, the Development Squad in, in, in most sports is the squad just below uh, the uh, the kind of uh, the national sides, and then of course Team GB. Uh, Charlotte uh, looked after her mother and the house whilst also studying for her GCSEs and uh, had to have three major operations in 12 months. Nominated by her grandparents. Uh, one thing that I will say, Ian, uh, that is consistent with all, all the torchbearers uh, so far today, and I would imagine right across the country, is that big beaming smile right across their face. Um, also, the organisation as far as LOCOG, I, I, from the experience that I've had over the last uh, three days, has been pinpoint. Really well organised. You'll hear that the torch is running behind and somehow they make it up. Yesterday was a, a, a bit of an exception. It was ten minutes late and I would imagine uh, there were people scratching their heads at that, but it didn't make any difference to everyone involved. Uh, another kissing point here and uh, the next 
uh, the next torchbearer lights the flame, Look, and he's got a slight uphill, uh, uphill leg. Luke, I, one of the things that's impressed me is that there are so many interesting uh, and touching stories about the, the torchbearers. You know, that a lot of these, well, all of these people, uh, you know, deserve this, this moment of glory, don't they? No, you're absolutely right. And, it, it, you know, most of them, and I've been, I've been out here to speak to quite a few of the, the torchbearers, and we'll hear some of that audio uh, throughout the uh, programmes on, on Three Counties today. Uh, they, they, when, when I ask them the question, or I put to them, you know, the person who nominated uh, you thinks you're an inspiration. They feel that you deserve this. They, they, I wouldn't say clam up. But they're not really interested in talking about themselves. They'll tell the story, but the praise that they get, they're not really that interested in it. This, I feel, is an opportunity for those unsung heroes in so many avenues and areas across Beds, Hearts and Bucks that do brilliant work in whatever way, shape or form. It's the opportunity for the people that they touch and affect, their family, their friends and the wider community, to just say thank you this is the biggest thank you you can have i think it's nice just to get a little bit of recognition for all the things they do. look have you managed to hold one of these torches yet? i've not i've not got my hands on one i want to know what they, how heavy they are yes yes i have had a chance to uh, hold one of the torches i ha- held one at uh, lee valley white water center of course i don't know whether you're aware Ian, but it went out at lee valley uh, on saturday the first time it entered into hertfordshire uh, it actually got put out by the flames as it was going down the white water um i can tell you it uh, it stands eight eight hundred millimeters high i think that's 80 centimeters to you and me isn't it or maybe i've got that wrong i, don't, I, don't I could know, be wrong I, I only work in i only work in old money i'm afraid what's that in inches <laughs> no man for goodness sakes <laughs> No, you're, you're right, actually. Um, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about the torch. It, it, it's not heavy. It's not heavy. And I, and I think the adrenaline from, from uh, bearing the torch would, would carry you through if, if it was, you know, a little too heavy for you anyway. And the, and the, the bubble, the, the helpers around would, would, would sort you out anyway. It's triangular-shaped. Uh, it was inspired by a series, a series of threes that are found in the history of the Olympic Games. So, um, if you can imagine the vision of the Olympic movement, the Olympic values, threes. Respect, excellence and friendship. Uh, the three words that make up the Olympic motto, faster, higher, stronger. And the, the next three is the fact that the UK has hosted the Olympic Games in 1908, 1948, and now in 2012. And the vision for London 2012 Olympic Games to combine three bodies of work, sport, educa- education, and culture. So that was the Luke, whole idea. The, the torches... Luke, I don't know if I'm going to cut in there. Sorry to, to be so rude. I, I'm, I have to do this, I'm afraid, as I've got people shouting at me. Thanks very much. We'll come back later on and find out a bit more about the torch. We are alive in St George's Square. Uh, Lewis is sort of trying to escape, I think. But the, there's a huge crowd again, and he's signing autographs and waving, and the crowd are absolutely loving it. Um, we'll hear more from what's going on uh, in Luton this morning. But first, let's get the latest travel news. in St George's Square in Luton. We're celebrating the torch. We'll get more from what's happening here after the latest news. Good morning, this is Ian Lee live for BBC Three Counties Radio. We are live in St George's Square in Luton. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, who was supposed to leave quite a while ago, is still here. He's doing the rounds, he's signing autographs, he's having his picture taken with the people that have have turned up and are waiting to see him. Uh, And and being the the, the perfect gentleman, it's wonderful to see. If you were here this morning, I would love to hear from you what you thought of it, why you came, and did it make you feel proud? You can get in touch on 81333, that's the text. Don't forget to start your texts 3CR, or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. Be great to hear from you. We are live in St George's Square. <laughs> 
BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, despite the bad weather, thousands of people turned out for the Love Luton Festival over the weekend. Trevor Holden is the Chief Executive of Luton Borough Council. Uh, Trevor, can you sum up the weekend for us? How's it been? Yeah, I think the word is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. All the way from Friday all the way through till now. And, and Lewis Hamilton still in the square in Luton, talking to the children, signing autographs. They've got memories they will never, ever forget. Fantastic weekend. Well, this morning is going to be a very special day. For, you know, it's, it's, the, the, loads of kids have turned up. I'm hoping they go to school at some point. Uh, but they've turned up, and Lewis Hamilton is just being, is being a star. Have you managed to have a word with him yet? Um... As soon as I've finished talking to you, I am going to do exactly that thing, and how privileged am I? Okay, we'll we'll keep it brief then, because I know you want to meet him. Uh, What does the festival and the torch relay this morning mean for the people of Luton? Look, this whole thing is about bringing Luton together as a place to people together and saying to the world, what a fantastic place we are. Come and live here, come and do business here. Luton is really on the map for all the right reasons this weekend. It's just been a really, really fantastic culmination of our sporting achievement, our cultural events. Just an outstanding weekend. Were you expecting... I'm surprised at how many people have turned up this morning. It's not the best day uh, in in terms of weather. But uh, are you surprised? Were you expecting this many people? Well, we got a wind last week of who might be coming, and it was kind of all kept under wraps. We just wanted to tell people. um, And as soon as the word got out, the response was outrageous. And there must have been lots and lots of young children with bleary-eyed getting up very, very early this morning. Uh, the Love Luton Festival this weekend uh, went ahead. Uh, The weather, even though it wasn't fantastic. Would you have done anything differently? Well, I think anything you do, you do your post-project evaluation, you say, what lessons do we learn? Um, But one lesson we did learn was it was so, so worth doing, and how fantastic was it to have headline acts in Luton, to have the fantastic carnival in Mellor. Our challenge is, right, would you do it again? It cost 300 grand. Yeah, and actually, look at the value. All the, all the coverage, all the community impact, um, reputation and getting it right is what brings businesses to the town. It's the economic impact on the town. So some would say £300,000 all the way from Friday night all the way through to Monday morning. That's good. Trevor Holden is the Chief Executive of Luton Borough Council. Trevor, I shall let you go and and shake hands with Lewis Hamilton. You're a kind man, sir. (laughs) Thank you very much. This is Ian Lee live in St George's Square. Uh, We are live, and as I say, Lewis Hamilton has been here for absolutely ages uh, and is more than happy to be doing the rounds and signing autographs and having his picture taken. Uh, We are going to go over now. Oh, I can see Justin Dealey. Hello, Justin. Who are you with? Hi, Ian. Uh, Yes, lots going on here. And we're with Paul Baxter. Uh, Paul is uh, Holly's father. um, Holly was the second out today with the torture off the back of uh, Lewis Hamilton. Paul, what an emotional day for yourself. But first of all, tell us why Holly is so special. We know she is an inspirational character, isn't she? Yeah, because um, she's just such a wonderful little girl. She's always cheerful. She's always happy. She brings a smile to everyone's face when they, whenever they first meet her. Um, she, she is just, as you say, an inspiration to people. She's been through so much in her life and um, I'm, I'm so proud of her today. She's got a rare condition. Tell us more about that. Yeah, it's called Rubenstein-Tabey syndrome. There's um, probably only... Um, well, it's, it's one in every 300,000 children are born with it. It's a rare genetic disorder. So, so she was second out today uh, behind Lewis Hamilton. So when she had that torch in her hand and she was carrying that torch um, as her father, a few tears, it must have been very, very emotional for you. Yeah, it was very, extremely emotional. I was so proud of her and... You know, I was just so happy that she did it, and um, 
you know, it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience and something she'll never forget. Of course, she is from Luton as well. And just lastly, the photographs. I know you've got your camera with you. What do you plan to do with those photographs? Yeah, well, um, well I've taken a lot of shots myself, but I'm getting a professional photographer down as well. He's taken a lot of shots and we're going to have some more done in St George's Square. Um, I'm going to donate a few to Holly's old school, Lady Zia Werner School, and to her existing college. And hopefully they'll put them up and it will be a reminder for everybody and an inspiration to everybody who goes in the future. Yes or no? Best day of your life? Almost the best day of my life. <laughs> best, best day of my life with when she was born. Fantastic. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. That's uh, Paul Baxter joining us live on Three Counties. Ian, bear with me for a second. Give me 15 Please. seconds. I'm going to start running. You called me Cheggers earlier on. How very dare you? Cheggers <laughs> ah, is a fine gentleman, sir. Yes. Uh, you yes. look fantastic striding yes. across the square. Yes, thank you very much. Just going to walk over here and Your see what's going on. Your chest hair flapping. Only know me two weeks and you know me so well. So, yeah. Uh, Lewis Hamilton's still over there. And I have to be, it's got to be said that there's still hundreds of people yeah. here uh, waiting for photographs of uh, Lewis Hamilton. It's going to speak to somebody at the front right now if we can grab somebody who is a, a mad Lewis Hamilton fan. Madam, you're li- who's a mad Lewis Hamilton fan here? <laughs> What's your name? Shilprino. And uh, being here today so early in the morning, conditions not great, but um, seeing Lewis Hamilton a few yards away from you, come on, how does that make you feel? Oh, it was amazing, I even got a picture. Really? <laughs> yeah. One of your heroes? Definitely. Brilliant stuff, have a great day. So uh, still hundreds of people here um, seeing Lewis Hamilton, people now taking photographs of me, D- delete those by the way, I'm a bit sweaty this morning with the hair, running around everywhere. But uh, yeah, still hundreds of people there Ian and uh, Lewis Hamilton doing the gentlemanly thing, it's great to see that, sometimes celebrities they come in and they go out in their car very quickly, there is the man himself, the superstar, still there with the people of Luton, brilliant. I could tell you some stories about celebrities Justin, but I do not think that a BBC breakfast show is the appropriate place <laughs> for that kind of gossip. We are here live in St George's Square. Uh, There is still a big crowd. If you come down, uh, we have a little booth next to the uh, next to the BBC broadcasting bus. It's all, it's all labelled up with the BBC. And if you go in there, uh, they can take pictures of you and superimpose you over various Olympic-themed backgrounds. So come down um, and have a little go at that. I can see a queue. Hello, you're all right. Good morning. I've got some young people waving at me, which is always very exciting. Luke Ashmead, we're about to you, sir. It's a very good question. Um, and, uh, we are on Dunstable <laughs> Road. We've just I'm got glad I asked. Turn for- Yes, we've just gone past the turn for Chorland Road. Uh, Stu King is the gentleman with the uh, torch at the moment. Luton boy carrying the flame through Luton, heading towards Dunstable. And I have to say, there were moments during the uh, the relay so far where there were very few people lining the streets. And I almost felt a little bit sorry for uh, for the torchbearer. There were no crowds cheering. But at this point, near the speed camera as we approach the N1 uh, and go underneath the M1, there is plenty of people, uh, two or three deep in a little section. Of course, it's quite difficult uh, here because there's not too many areas to spectate from, but uh, plenty of people looking at Stu King. Stu's a, an inspirational, down-to-earth guy, says his nomination story. Uh, he's, uh, he's done all kinds of stuff, including setting up and leading social enterprise in Bedfordshire, uh, and he climbed Mount Everest for the British Heart Foundation, so definitely another worthy torchbearer. There are little pockets, though, I have to say, as I said, Ian, uh, little pockets where um, the, the people are are very thin on the ground and I, I, I do feel for that torchbearer at that point I'm sure they're enjoying it nonetheless but there are moments where the torchbearer looks and probably feels a little solitary well, I'm hoping that everybody's going off to work, for goodness sakes. Look, I'm going to come over here and grab a young man, if that's all right. Look, there's somebody over here. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Ash. Ash, how old are you? Six. Six years old. How, what, how long have you been here this morning? What time did you get here? Uh, two hours and I got here... Was it, was it hard work getting up so early? Yeah. Did you come down to see Lewis Hamilton? Yeah. Was it exciting seeing him? Yeah. Did you get any autographs or photos? 
Yes. Well, have you got an autograph? Look at that! He signed that. Fantastic. Were you nervous meeting him? No. You're a big fan of motor racing? Yeah. Uh, is this mum? It is, yes. Has he been excited? He, sees, he uh, seems to be having a good morning. Yes, very excited. I, I'm surprised that Lewis Hamilton is still here, hanging out and getting his photo done. That's kind of impressive, isn't it? Yeah. I'm also surprised at how, how many people have turned up. This is, uh, was it an effort to get up this morning? No, not too bad. Listen, you're about to have your picture taken in the BBC booth. Go and have it done. Thank you very, very much uh, indeed. There is still a crowd here. If you want to come down, you're more than welcome. Uh, Lewis Hamilton is here. I've got no idea how long he's going to be here for. He seems to be quite happy just um, going around the crowd, having his picture taken, uh, signing bits and pieces, uh, doing a few interviews here and there. We have got this booth next to the BBC broadcast truck. That's the technical term for what is basically... It's a grotty bus that Justin Dealey goes in and changes his jacket every few minutes. <laughs> Justin shouting at me there. Uh, but there is this booth next to it where you can have your photo taken and you can uh, be superimposed over some Olympic-themed background, which is, uh, is very exciting. will be a nice souvenir of the day. And if you've been here this morning, if you've, came, uh, you've been here and you've uh, soaked up the atmosphere, then do give me a call, 08459 455 555. 08459 455 555. I'm really keen to hear your stories. Uh, Luke Ashmead, what's happening now? Well, I can tell you what's happening now. The shutter of Media One is being put down on me and I can't see a thing. But uh, what was happening uh, was the uh, Olympic flame was being put into the pilot light. So the light, the, 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 you, may, you may have seen them, they're like little lanterns, uh, like little lanterns that, uh, uh, that will hold the flame. Of course, this flame lit from Mount Olympia some months ago. And now we are in convoy to the next location. So this will happen throughout the day where uh, the whole convoy, including the torchbearers who are in the bus behind me, will all move off. There will be nobody lining this part of the street. And we will move, you know, 30, 40 miles an hour to get to the next point, uh, which will be uh, nearer to Dunstable, where the relay will start off again. You can probably hear uh, lots of noise inside the uh, uh, Media One here. Yeah, we're moving now. and The shutter's down and it's rattling around. Uh, but I feel quite safe and secure and looking forward to the next leg in Dunstable. Luke, listen, thank you very much for that. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Time to get the latest travel news now. Three Counties Breakfast. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, this is Ian Lee, live in St George's Square for BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton has gone. He's finally left after being here for ages. Uh, and he's, he's away and the square is starting to clear. We have, if you want to come down, there is a, a booth here where you can get some nice pictures done. You can come and say hello to us. Don't touch me, but you can come and say hello. If you were here this morning or if you took part in any of the Luton activities this weekend, give us a call 08459 455 555. I'm, I'm, I'm keen to hear your stories. Is it, has this weekend made you proud of Luton? Uh, did it kind of stir up some feelings that you, you were lying dormant? Did you have a good time? Were you, if you were here this morning uh, as well, did you get to speak to Luton? Oh, wait, uh, to Luton, to Lewis. 08459 455 555. You can also send me a text. 81333. Start your text. 3CR. Now, the torch did arrive in Luton last night, and one of those who ran one of the local legs of the relay was a Nigerian who lives in Dunstable. Babi Tunde Ajisola has a passion for Luton Town, as he told our sports reporter, Luke Ashmead. My name is Babatunde Ajishola. I came into the UK uh, September 2006 to study for my master's degree in applied computing and information technology at the University of Bedfordshire in Luton. Was that a difficult decision to make, to, to leave home in Nigeria and come to the UK? Pretty much. It, it was a, uh, a bit difficult because I have no family members here. But basically, I'm looking to better myself. 
uh, having done my first degree back home, I just need to uh, take another step, another giant step uh, to better myself and do my master's degree. I love the fact that before we started talking on the microphone, the first thing you wanted to talk about was the fact that as a sports presenter here at Three Counties Radio, I don't talk enough about um, uh, Dunstable. So you've got a love of football as well. You've, you've, you've taken the local football and, and be- want to be part of it. Yes, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm a qualified referee. And so I, did you qualify to be a referee in the UK? No, in Nigeria. Right. Well, back in Nigeria, I was a grade one referee in Nigeria before moving uh, over to UK to study for my master's, as I said earlier. So well, basically, as soon as I got in, I, I looked at my surroundings. I saw the local football clubs, especially after registering with the Bedfordshire FA. I know, as I looked in town, which I must say, in quotes, uh, it's one of the reasons why I actually came to Luton because, oh, there's a local football club very close by which I can go to. So, yep. As well as refereeing, you've, you've helped organise Redeem FC under 12. So tell us about this. Yes, uh, Redeem uh, Christian Church of God, is, that's the church where I worship. Uh, so basically we're looking to uh, get the youth, the younger ones, more engaging in, in the weekends to help, to help with their physical uh, state anyway. I've spoken to quite a few torchbearers um, so far, and lots of them tell me that I was nominated by so-and-so, I was nominated by my wife or my colleague at work, mm-hmm. and you're the first person who's no- who, who nominated themselves. You, you just tell, well, tell us the story. You, you, you saw the opportunity. It was a Lloyd's TSB thing, and you, it was yeah. about torchbearing, and you thought, I'll give that a go. Yes. Um, about two years ago, I think Lloyd's TSB started the track side, uh, side by sending emails to all their customers who are registered on the, for internet banking. So I thought to myself, wow, let me just put one or two, scribble one or two words into it and see uh, if uh, I could be chosen for it. Honestly, I wasn't expecting it, but I know definitely I, there's something bad in trying. How did you find out? You got an email? Yeah, I got an email saying I've been potentially chosen until all background checks are confirmed before... Uh, I should reveal to anybody. So uh, when I got this email, I was like, I just picked up my phone, called my wife, Tola, and said, listen, Tola, I've got an email saying I've been choosing. No, she, she said, no, you're joking. <laughs> she couldn't believe it. Uh, but there was a clause there saying, uh, do not tell anyone. Or we'll do some background checks on you. Send in your passports and everything. So we're like, ah, uh, Probably that's the caveat. I'm not British. I, I don't have a UK passport. I've got a Nigerian passport. March this year, it was confirmed that, oh, we've done all the checks. Congratulations. If I touch Piera, it's been confirmed. I remember screaming out <laughs> at work then. I said, what happened? I said, I've been confirmed. Confirmed as what? Well. I touch Piera. Uh, this is the thing about this whole uh, torch-bearing experience. Uh, that was ba- uh, Babi Tunde Ejisola. Uh, and there are just so many stories uh, that are fascinating uh, to do with the whole experience. And it's, it's wonderful to hear this. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. This is Ian Lee live uh, for BBC Three Counties Radio. We're in St George's Square in Luton. Uh, the crowds have kind of gone now. Lewis has gone. The huge crowds have gone. There are still a few people here waiting uh, to get their photo taken. Uh, we've got a caller on the line. Let's go to Barry in Dunstable. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Three Counties. I'm Barry. I am down at Skin Pots and at number 16, uh, Torchbearer is just coming past me now. Um, 
I'd like to welcome everyone. They've just come in past and um, outside Tesco's. Uh, <laughs> but, but, Barry, you're in Dunstable, is that correct? I'm in, I'm in Dunstable at Simpots, yes. The flame has just gone past me. Hey. Um, I, are, you, are, you auditioning, are you auditioning for a job? Uh, well, if you want to offer me a job, I can take it. Right. Uh, I, 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 I don't, but you're doing an excellent job of reporting. Carry on, sir. We, we are now just gone, it's now just gone past Tesco's. Um, the, uh, the, the road is now completely open up. Now the road is completely open up. You can now go up Hatter's Way, uh, Skimpots, Pointers Road. The flame is now on its way to Luton, uh, from, from Luton to Dunstable. And uh, I wish you all the luck Sorry, and the best. Barry, can I ask you, sir, the, 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 fir- the first question I'll ask you is, have you been drinking? But I, I won't. Uh, how is this making you feel? Is it making you feel proud of your local area? Well, well yesterday I was at uh, uh, Luton, and I watched it um, on the actual um, internet uh, live, and unfortunately we didn't see it. Um, so I had to bring my children down here this morning to see the, flag, the, the flame coming through. Um, um, I, I was How many people would you say are, are there this morning? Well, on the, on the side of uh, the Luton by um, the Dimensions and the Fish and Ship Shop, there was about 50, but on the other side of Tesco's, there was well over 1,000. Well over 1,000 there. <laughs> well over. Barry, I, I think you're fantastic. Listen, I tell you what, if, if a job does come up, or the next time that we have an Olympic torch running through this area, probably won't be... Well... Are you kidding? Go on. My, my children, yeah, I've got them. They're all ready for school. Um, and I'm now taking them off to school. Um, uh, Barry, well, well, listen, we'll, we'll let you go. I, I am, we so we will let you go and take your kids to school, Barry. There's a slight delay on the line, which is uh, making this even more surreal than if you were just talking to us normally. That's Barry and Dunstable there reporting, I would suggest, better than some of our reporters we've had here at the BBC Three Counties. I won't say which ones. Let's go over to Luke Ashmead. And, Luke, I wasn't implying you in that reference there. Whereabouts are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's delay, delay. I love it. I love a bit of delay. Oh, no, no, that wasn't delay. That was just a pause from me. Let me continue. Uh, we've had uh, Kevin Lawler, who's uh, uh, passed the uh, torch on to Helen McFarlane. Lovely moment. Kevin kissing uh, Helen on the cheek. Um, Kevin has a passion for running. He's uh, raised £5,000 for cancer research and two and a half grand for the lifeboats. Uh, great nomination story. Uh, Helen, who's uh, just handed the torch over, uh, has, for, has for 11 years, her nomination story says, uh, made fantastic local community contributions. And we hear this all the time, don't we? Uh, great scenes along uh, Luton Dunstable Road. We've just gone past Tesco's, as you've heard from Barry, uh, our impromptu reporter here on Three Counties this morning. Uh, some lovely scenes, people with camping chairs and have obviously just sat out there first thing in the morning, presumably outside their houses, of course. Uh, this particular road lined with houses, a uh, busy road, uh, but uh, certainly plenty of people coming out, not too far to go for a lot of the residents of, of this particular part of Dunstable. And of course, we've left uh, uh, we've left Luton now, we are heading towards Dunstable, and a gentleman just running across the road, uh, having a little joke there, I think. Uh, I'm not sure whether how funny that was. I think it was only him. He carried a little candlestick uh, across in front of the uh, uh, torchbearer. Nothing sinister, nothing nasty. Uh, he was uh, far enough in front of her for it not to uh, not to affect her uh, the, the lady I'm talking about at the moment by the way is Caitlin Catherwood uh, who's uh, taking the torch towards Dunstable parts of the Luton Road Methodist Church is where we are right now 
but the gentleman with the candlestick, I think him and three other of his friends thought it was funny. Everyone else just looked at him as if he was slightly strange. Luke, you would be slightly strange to, uh, to, to be carrying a candlestick uh, at this time of day. Thank you very much, Luke. We will come and join you a little bit later on, and you're doing a superb job. If you want to give us a call and let us know your experiences of the morning, maybe you are en route, like Barry in Dunstable was, who will definitely be getting a job here, uh, then please give us a call, 08459 455 555, or you can text me, 81333. Let's get the latest on the roads now. Three Counties Breakfast. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm doing breakfast for a month, okay, and this is the first breakfast show that I've done. Talk about getting thrown in at the deep end. No pressure. When the boss said, yes, the first show you'll be doing, it'll be The Torch uh, in Luton. Oh, okay, thanks. No pressure then. I think think we're getting away with it. Uh, If you want to give us a call this morning, it'd be great to chat to you about what this means to you. Uh, If you've taken part, if you uh, were here this morning, what did you get out of it? Did you enjoy it? it? It was so much more than I expected in terms of people, in terms of atmosphere. Uh, 08459. 555 is the phone number, 08459 555555. Uh, you can text me as well, 81333. Uh, don't forget to start your text, 3CR. A really nice thing has happened. The crowds have gone in the square. There are a few people hanging around getting their photos taken in the BBC booth and, and people just kind of looking at the stage being uh, taken down. But the bus that was carrying the torchbearers has pulled up into the middle of the square and uh, I don't know if it's all of the torchbearers but a number of the torchbearers have all got out in their uniforms with their stickers on uh, with their number um, and a crowd has gathered around them to take photos and it's really like loads of kids have run up we saw this lovely lady went oh that's my son over there I should go and get a photo Uh, and it's just a really nice atmosphere Uh, hopefully we're going to be talking to some of the torchbearers a bit later on and finding out exactly uh, what it meant to them to be part of this historic... And it is, it, you know, the, the phrase historic day is bandied around quite a lot these days, isn't it, really? But today genuinely is an historic day. This is a huge event, and it's easy to be a bit cynical and see all this stuff on the TV and go, yeah, whatever. But actually being here and being part of it and getting the atmosphere, it really does bring it home how important uh, this is to the local area. 08459 455 555. And of course, the Olympic flame stayed overnight right here in Luton. The cauldron was lit by David Cole, and our reporter, Luke Ashmead, spoke to David and his daughter, Kath, as he came off the stage. Uh, my name's Kath Cole. Yes, Kath Cole, and that's the important surname. How are you feeling right now? This must be a, a really. A really big moment for you. I'm incredibly, incredibly proud. I just see my dad on a very big screen, which uh, has brought a tear to the eye, and here he comes. <laughs> I, I, I will not stop this moment. Oh, I'm so proud of you, Dad. So proud. So proud. All thanks to you. Brilliant. All thanks to my daughter. Very special moment. Indeed. Exceptional moment. Were you nervous? Yes. I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm I, was. I was. Just tell us. Just tell us about your dad. Well, he's just, and um, what I just think is a really good community person. He um, obviously is a school teacher for many, many years in Luton, so he's seen a lot of people come through Luton. Um, but he's also done lots for the local community. Mowing um, lawns are here. He mows a lot of lawns. Every time I call him, he's mowing somebody's lawn. So. Uh, All for nothing. <laughs> yeah, but deep down, you like mowing the lawns, don't you? Oh, I do indeed. Yeah. I like helping people. They like to get in the good lines in the lawns as well, but lots for the local music um, societies as well around here. So, and just a really good community egg is what I would say. So he's just really good and takes no credit for it. He just expects to do it. To be a torchbearer. Can I say my daughter yes. follows me in the same way? Oh, look, that's lovely, isn't it? Uh, he's a top guy. To, to, to be a torchbearer. 
wonderful, great, emotional, fantastic. To be a torchbearer, like a, it's like a rock star, David. You're like a rock star coming onto this stage, wouldn't it? <laughs> I can sing a little bit as well. Oh, really? <laughs> so, Jonathan, you're being very, very helpful. Thank you. Okay, this is Ian Lee live uh, for BBC Three Counties Radio. We are watching the torchbearers uh, getting their photos taken and being treated like stars. And in a way, I guess they kind of are. We're going to talk to them a little bit later on. I don't know where their torches are because I am totally going to hold a torch and get, get a picture taken. I want to get my picture taken. and um, You know, I can lie to my little boy. He's two and a half. I could tell him that Daddy was a torchbearer. He won't know any different. It's naughty. It's naughty. I know it's naughty, but come on. Now, the Olympic torch is... Uh, it's, head, it's indunceable, is it? Let's uh, see. Jenna Benson is in the high street. Jenna, where, where exactly are you? Hello. I'm actually hanging out of a window, an office window in Dunstable High Street oh North. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm absolutely safe. I'm just looking down the high street. The, where the B- BBC is. Health and Safety. <laughs> BBC Health and Safety will not sign this off, Jenna. <laughs> okay, Don't go worry. on. I'm holding on tight. Now the crowds have been gathering here since six o'clock this morning. Everyone eager to get a glimpse of the torch. Now we've just seen that the very first of the sponsors go by. That's Coca-Cola, also accompanied by police officers on their motorcycles who are giving high fives to all of the kids who are standing here in their school uniforms. We've already got someone standing on a ladder trying to get the best shot they possibly can. You can probably hear in the background the rest of the sponsorship crew coming through. Now, from uh, my experiences yesterday, this means the torch is only about seven minutes away. So everyone's getting very excited here in Dunstable High Street. It's getting a bit noisier. The flag waving started... And there's plenty of children here, all dressed in their school uniforms, waiting to get a glimpse of the torch and then possibly go on to school a little bit late today. Jenna, that's seven minutes away. It's a very specific time. How have you calculated this? Well, it's from experience. Yesterday, when I was in Media One, just uh, in front of the torchbearers, we were told that the sponsors, they, they go ahead, obviously of the, the procession, get the crowd, whip them up into a bit of a, a frenzy, you know, a, as a, a support act would. And they're giving out... Oh, there's Wendell and uh, Mandeville and Wenlock hanging out of the windows. They're waving at the crowd. They're the, the Olympic mascots. And it's going to get slightly louder as the Samsung truck comes past and they throw out flyers and, and also flags and everything. And you might lose me in a moment as I duck back inside my quiet office where we're having a bit of Buck's Fizz and some quack i tell you what we'll do. Uh, it's fantastic music to listen to, Buck's Fizz. Oh, you mean the actual boozy drink? Incredible. Jenna, we'll come back to you a bit later on. Hopefully we'll catch you as the torch goes past. Luke Ashmead has been out with the procession all morning. Luke, where are you now? What's happening? Yes, uh, thank you, Ian. I'm on Media One, uh, which makes me sound very special, and I feel very special. Best seat in the house today, I have to say, uh, for Three Counties Radio. Um, I've uh, just watched Katrina Blunt uh, pick up the uh, torch. Uh, runner number 23 uh, today, outside Quick Fit as we head into Dunstable. Uh, we are not far away, and seven minutes from Jenna Benson. Uh, that's not a bad guesstimate, I would say. Uh, between uh, five and ten minutes, I think, is absolutely bang on. Uh, anyone who knows Dunstable, we're heading past the Black Cat Cafe and the speed camera opposite it. Uh, of course, uh, the rest of the journey today, we'll be heading uh, into Milton Keynes, Bletchley, 
Buckingham, Aylesbury, Winslow and Stoke Mandeville before the torch heads into Oxfordshire and we wave goodbye to three, three days of the Olympic torch here on Three Counties Radio. Katrina carrying the torch at the moment, plenty of people and as we were passing over th- th- kind of from uh, Luton to Dunstable, lots and lots of people. Uh, I've tweeted using the hashtag 3CR torch. You can see some of the pictures I'm taking from here on Media One. Great views. Great spectators uh, all the way along this particular route as we head into Dunstable. Lots and lots of people. We did see pockets quite early on where it was a little quieter. Katrina is a voluntary chairperson of a local preschool uh, and uh, serving the children of Pitstone and the surrounding area uh, here in the three counties, Bedfordshire and Buckinghamshire, cross over there, Pitstone. Uh, so uh, we're just going past um, the church in uh, in uh, Dunstable, St Mary's. Uh, people up on the wall, two tiers of people here, like a grandstand effect uh, as the spectators uh, line one area. You keep mentioning back, uh, Media One. You keep mentioning Media One. For those not in the know, give it. Just briefly tell us what it is and what it's like on there. Yeah, it's, well, basically, it's a horse box. Um, it's, uh, Jenna mucked it out very nicely after her stint yesterday uh, on the programme, I have to say. It's an adapted horse box. If you watch the torch cam via the BBC website, you'll be able to uh, see the footage from the camera that is... Well, I'm touching now. It says do not touch. That probably means I'm in real trouble. Uh, but, yeah, that camera's right in front of me here. Um, uh, we've got uh, four seats in front, uh, literally hanging out almost on the on the step uh, at the back of the uh, uh, horse box uh, for photographers. And those photographers will change throughout the day. So, for instance, the local press uh, from Luton and then Dunstable and then Milton Keynes will have the opportunity to sit on and take the pictures that they need for that particular area. There's a gentleman behind me who's controlling it with a screen uh, a little way from him. Uh, uh, he, he can see everything in front of him that's behind him. Does that make any sense? I hope it does. And we have a wonderful person. It, it doesn't uh, make much sense, Luke, but you've painted a picture with your words. Uh, big, big crowds there? Big crowds? Yeah, great crowds. Really busy here. And, the, and there's another kissing point taking place at the moment. Samantha Griffiths uh, is the individual taking the torch. Now, hometown of Watford uh, will be carrying it through Dunstable. Very, very busy, I have to say. Lots of people taking pictures and, of course, waving those flags that uh, have been given to them by the uh, commercial trucks that have travelled through uh, before we come. Coca-Cola have been giving out these tambourine-type things to make some noise. I think you can hear the applause and cheers. The police outriders making sure that everyone's safe. And there's plenty of police uh, on site as well. Very, very visible as we head past uh, the church that Henry VIII got married in, of course, here in Dunstable. Great uh, history. Uh, Church close, we head past and uh, we will be very close to getting to Jenna Benson shortly, who's in the centre of Dunstable. We'll head uh, towards West Street and then we'll turn before we get to West Street into the High Street, go through Dunstable and then there'll be a short break from uh, certainly the torch uh, running uh, as we head towards Milton Keynes. But plenty to come through Dunstable. Some great stories in Dunstable here. The likes of Matt King, and we'll hear about Matt through, uh, a little bit later on. Luke, thank you very much. I'm, I'm still intrigued by Jenna's description of the police high-fiving people as they were driving along. This is unprecedented. Uh, we're live in Luton. Uh, well, I'm live in Luton. The rest of our team is scattered about the three counties, and I uh, will shortly be talking to some of the torchbearers. I can see them with their torches, and they're in sort of little special socks to protect them, which is fantastic. We'll talk to them after the latest travel news. Across beds, hearts and bucks, this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, this is Ian Lee for uh, Three Counties Radio. We're live in St George's Square, and I'm joined by one, two, three, four, five, six of the torchbearers. What's your name, sir? Stuart King. 
Stuart King, we were talking to some of your friends. You're the one that's got huge feet. I haven't got big... Look, they're not huge. They're quite... You're, well, let's, let's reasonably big for my height. Okay. Without being rude, you're, you're a short lad. Okay. Well, you're tall, I'd say, but yeah, okay. <laughs> but they, 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 are, they are big feet. They're... Reasonable size. This up. is your friends and family you know that's told big feet. And I know it's big most- shoes, big <laughs> shoes. Now, listen, you've got a torch there. Can I, can I hold it? Of course you can. Of course you can. Oh, look at that. That feels it's not good. It's think, is it? It's, it's not. It's, it's kind of hollow all the way through. Yes, yeah. I thought it was going to be heavier than that. But I'm, I'm having my picture taken so I can tell my little boy that I was one of the torch ah, bearers. Okay, He's yeah, only yeah. two and a half. He won't he know. No, he won't know. How did you find out you were going to be holding the torch? Um... I can't remember. I think I got a letter. I think I got a letter. I think someone did it as a bit of a sort of a throwaway thing and then I got a letter saying I've been nominated and I didn't know who by and I had to sort of put out a text to say has anyone nominated me for the torch and someone came back and said oh I did I forgot I didn't think you'd get it and then yeah that was how I <laughs> I forgot uh, was it exciting this morning? really exciting very nerve wracking but really exciting yeah why, why were you so nervous? I don't know really I, just because it's a big event and there's lots of people there and they're all sort of looking at you and stuff and I, I was really nervous actually about falling over or burning someone that was the and all my friends as, as you met my friends this morning so you know they couldn't wait for me to do something stupid with the torch so. they said you were very clumsy I am very clumsy and they know that and I was quite conscious of that okay we've got a few more uh, people here we'll be talking to you in a second we're just going to go now to uh, Jenna who is in Dunstable Jenna is the torch approaching you now Oh, the torch is going to pass me at any second in front of the office building where I've got the bird's eye view this morning in Dunstable the horse box, which Luke Ashmead is on, is just about to go past. Luke, I'm hanging out of the window and I'm waving. The torchbearer at the moment is Matt King. He's 25 and from Bedfordshire. If anyone's met him, he has got such a great outlook on life. He's got an incredible determination to, to overcome a devastating injury that he received while he was playing rugby league for the London Broncos. Um, which left him with this horrendous neck injury and he's completely paralysed from the neck down and unable to breathe without a ventilator. At the moment, he's making his way along Dunstable High Street North and as it happened yesterday, the crowds aren't just watching the torch go by. They're walking along with the torch bearer, giving him a great cheer and just really becoming a part of this Olympic torch relay. And Macking is just going past my window right now Jenny you can hear the cheers there the atmosphere it just sounds fantastic the atmosphere is amazing this morning and as I said it's the crowds are on the streets they're about five deep but people are wanting to carry on with this relay they want to see the procession but also become part of it and walk on so the crowds are thickening as the procession carries on through the high street. And people still at the very end of the high street, where he's just come from the church and round to the right-hand side, they are still walking up and becoming part of it. I can see a few people just walking up. Matt's still got the church. He's still got the torch on him. I'm still waving at Luke Ashmead, and the crowds are continuing to go along the high street now. Just about in the distance, I can see the flame flickering. Jenna, thank you very much. It's amazing to hear so many cheers at this time in the morning. I'm joined uh, in St George's Square by some of the torchbearers. What's your name? Emma. I'm talking to you like you're, you're 12 years old. Hello, Emma. Uh, I, I didn't notice, but these, the, the torches have got like these handy little sock covers. Yeah. Um, they're really nice. It, it keeps them protected and you obviously can't... Who nominated you to, to um, be a torchbearer today? It was my mum that nominated me um, back last July, August time. 
And why did she nominate you? Uh, for my commitment to my gymnastics and my coaching. Could you give us some, the splits now? <laughs> I, I wouldn't dare. That's unfair to do it on a cold, damn morning. Uh, and, well, you must have been really excited to, to be carrying the torch. Um, yeah, it was obviously a big thing because you're the only person to carry it in the whole world at that very moment. So it was a, it was a big pressure. We've got number, number 11. What's your name, sir? Roger. Roger, you, why are you part of the, this procession today? What, what, what made you be nominated? Um, I think just work in the local community through churches, schools, sport, um, and work with a couple of charities as well. How did you find out that you'd, you'd got this position? Uh, I had an email at work. Um, I actually through Radio Oxford. They were going to announce at 10 o'clock that morning, and I uh, went through my emails, couldn't see anything. Uh, so I thought, that's it, I haven't got it. And then had one at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, it was whooping around the office a bit excited. I think everybody thought I'd gone a bit, bit wild and mad. I, I'm surprised at how many people turned out today. It was, it was a cold, damp start. I mean, it's, it, the days are right now, but it's a cold, damp start. But there were hundreds of people in the square, thousands along the route. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic, amazing. I mean, it all started off with Lewis Hamilton right here in the middle of Luton. Uh, and just the people along the roads running along, shouting. It was absolutely fantastic. We've got 007. What's your name? Charlotte. Charlotte, uh, what did you make of today? Have you enjoyed yourself? Yes, a lot. <laughs> did you get to meet Lewis? No, unfortunately not. Oh, no, you missed Lewis. He, apparently, apparently he's dead good looking. I, I, I wouldn't know <laughs> myself. He's got nice hair. Uh, how did you get, get to be part of today? Um, well, I was nominated by my nan for looking after my mum while she had three operations, as well as doing GCSEs and my commitment to training in canoeing as well. Oh, so you're, you're a canoeist. You're not taking part in the Olympics, are you? No. <laughs> uh, and, and it's great that the young carer is getting recognition for that because it's, it's hard caring for parents and doing exams as well. How, do you, how did you do in the exams? I did really well, actually. I got nine GCSEs, all above a C. Oh, we got a brain box. Congratulations. Well done and, and well deserved. Number 10, what's your name, sir? Tom. Tom, it must be a proud day for you today. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. It's indescribable. How did you find out? Did you, you, you got the, the same email, did you? Yes, I got the same email. Um, I was um, nominated for my guys back at the mini plant in Oxford. Um, yeah, and when it came through, it was just surreal. It was, it was hard to believe it, really hard to take it in. And it must be weird as well to be running through the streets of Luton and just have thousands of people cheering you. That's got to be an odd experience, isn't it? Yeah, it was like a dream. It was just like you were living in... It was. I don't know, I can't describe it how it was with all the seas of people just waving at you and to think you had that torch when you had that flame, it was you in the whole of the world you had the Olympic torch in your hand it was, it was, oh, I can't describe it. Number nine name, rank and number please uh, Rory Copas, number nine I suppose uh, Rory, why, why are you part of today? Um, I won a competition through Samsung that um, basically I'm reporting on the Olympic Games and trying to give everyone the same Olympic experience and again, I, I, it's, it's hard for me to imagine what it must feel like to, to be part of this. you feeling proud? I'm really proud. I mean, it's a phenomenal experience. Uh, I'm part of the rowing team at Oxford Brooks University, and just to have the Olympics come home to the UK is, is fantastic. Were you nervous? We were talking to Stuart earlier on. I'd be terrified, because I'm a clumsy guy, and if there are people watching me, then, then think, as there are now, there's suddenly a huge crowd here. Uh, I, w- I would be worried about tripping up or dropping it or just looking like a plum. Did that never cross your mind at all i was just nervous about the whole experience and uh <laughs> following it i found out i burnt some of my hair off actually did you burn some of your hair yeah <laughs> just <laughs> he is turning his head and showing me the singed back of his head how did how on earth did you do that i, I guess it was just as the uh, the, tour, the flame was handed over to me and i sort of held it for the pictures next to my head and uh, the wind was blowing towards me i guess 
And th- there's nothing worse than, than that smell of burning hair, is it? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Number five hasn't got much hair to burn off, so you were safe in that respect. Well, I was very lucky after what he suffered. Hello, I'm Bruce Benedictor. Bruce, how, how, are you, how come you're part of today? I was very lucky to be nominated by work colleagues at Land Securities while I work in London, Trafalgar Square. And uh, I do a lot of charity work for Leighton Lindsay Homeless Service and Crash, which is also a construction industry charity. And uh, the support I've had from these guys at work over the years has just been fantastic. Even though we're in a recession, money's tight, people are so happy to just give, deep, dig deep for a cause. And I think when you've got something that you believe in, you, you, just, you just go for it. And forget about the X factor, the feel-good factor. And I would use this opportunity now to say, if anybody's thinking of volunteering in the community, just go for it. You get so much from it, and it outweighs so much. Well, the thing about... I, I do bits of volunteer work, but the thing about doing volunteer work and charity work is you, you do it just because... Because you're helping people. You feel good about doing it as yeah. well. It's a fantastic feeling, you know. You, you, when I wasn't making much money, I remember uh, during the day, and I was thinking, oh, please, Lord, you know let's raise all this money and I'll come back after lunch and new initiatives and suddenly the money was just rolling in and then you count it up and you think wow and I just want to thank everybody who's ever supported me over the years a real big hearty thank you and I'm here today because of guys like you excellent good work well done if I'm going to ask you to step aside just and get down hello number two what's your name Holly hello Holly now how are you doing you're right yeah now you're in a wheelchair uh, and you uh, you're carrying your torch I'm surprised at how light it is I thought it was going to be heavier yeah what did it feel like today, being part of the procession? That must have been an amazing feeling. Um, good. You enjoyed yourself. Did you feel proud? Yeah. You've got your, your, your dad here with you. It must have made it special having him as well, being part of it. Dad, you, you were speaking to Justin earlier on. It must be an amazing day for you. Yeah, fantastic, yeah. You've done a superb job. Well done. I'm just going to come round to number three. We're losing our signal ever so slightly, so we might disappear. Number three, what's your name? Matt. And uh, how did you feel this morning? Incredible? Incredible and tired, I would say. <laughs> what time did you have to get up this morning? About half past three. Because I got, I got here about quarter to five. I was told the team would be here at five. They weren't. They turned up at half five. That's, that's by the by. We'll discuss that later on in the uh, post-production meeting. But I saw the, the, the bus full of uh, the, the torchbearers, uh, all here, all very alert. Did you realise you'd have to get up so early to be part of this? A, f- a few weeks ago, mentally preparing myself. You're a young man. I'm, what, how old are you? What, 17? Uh, 16. 16 years old. I remember being 16, uh, and I-, I could not get up before one o'clock in the afternoon unless I had to. It's been a struggle, I will say that. <laughs> Who nominated you, and, and why did they nominate you? Uh, my dad, for my work, in, my work in scouting. Fantastic. And uh, you, you, you've got the torch there. It's, I'm assuming you must have had hundreds of pictures taken to send to all the family. Oh, yes. Lots and lots of photos now we've stopped here. Well, listen, it's, it's a fantastic achievement. Congratulations. Well done. Enjoy the rest of the day. I'm sure you're going to be a bit of a high all day. Those are the torch bearers. Um, they're all proudly displaying their torches and their tracksuits. And I, I, I'll be honest, it, it, there's a real feeling of pride amongst the entire group. But as I said this before, I'm a cynical old so-and-so, but it's hard not to get sucked in by this and, and, and have some of this pride rubbing off on you. We are in St. George's Square for another hour if you want to come down and have your photo taken in the special magic booze that we have here. But before all of that, let's get the latest travel news now. Thank you very much for that. Uh, we are here for the next hour reporting on what's happening and we'll be following the torch as it makes its way through the three counties. Let's get the latest news. Good morning. 
this is Ian Lee for Three Counties Radio. I'm live in St George's Square in Luton. We've been tracking the route of the Olympic flame this morning. It's been through Luton, through Dunstable. It's on its way to Milton Keynes. If you want to give us a call and tell us your experience of this morning, we'd love to talk to you and find out exactly what it's been like for you. 08459 455 555. We'll be tracking the flame for the rest of the morning as it heads to Milton Keynes. BBC Three Counties Radio. We can go now to one of the team that's been, been helping me get through. This is my first ever breakfast. What a, what a way to be thrown in at the deep end. Luke Ashmead. Luke, whereabouts are you now? Well, I'm still in Dunstable uh, on Media One, this wonderful horse box vehicle which, uh, which will follow the flame uh, up and down the country and uh, once it's left the three counties. Penny Green has the torch in her hand. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Penny before we go any further. I know we've been uh, hearing about Penny on the programme today. Uh, she's uh, an inspiration, her friends say. She currently has links with Nigeria. Uh, she wants to uh, do more work uh, to promote... Uh, uh, the, the help for Down syndrome. Her aims to build work on the past 20 years to raise awareness of Down syndrome uh, and the achievements that are possible by individuals. Need to tell you that in, very shortly, uh, this uh, the torch will be returned to the lantern. It, the lantern will then go on the bus with all the local staff and the torch bearers. Uh, the shutters will come down on Media One, and uh, I'll be off uh, off uh, mic for about 20 minutes while the, uh, the the horse box and the convoy itself, all the commercial trucks as well head to milton king so as i said there are these sections in uh, where where you know the torch isn't being run by torch bearers there are these sections uh, and this will happen throughout the day where, where the convoy moves from one place to the other without the torch bearer. but of course the flame is still alight because it's in that uh, lantern and then when we get to the next location the first flame in that particular area will be lit in the next area after dunstable as we come to a little stop i have to say uh, the crowds have been incredible i i can't tell you through dunstable five six seven deep absolutely uh it's just a sight i've taken pictures i'll tweet some of those very very shortly the dunstable town center and all through dunstable i've never seen anything like it a wonderful sight and penny green i think is coming towards the end of her leg of the torch she looks overwhelmed overwhelmed as the torch stops and the photographers in front of me get off the shutters are about to come down and we head towards our next leg as the light goes into the lantern that process is taking place now via a little taper the light goes into the lantern and those uh, gray track suited individuals head onto the bus with the lantern next stop milton keats Luke, thank you very much. Luke is in the back of a horse box. The, uh, the rear cover is being drawn down and they will be hurtling along. We've seen a lot. Those guys in the grey, they're, they're the security. We've seen a lot of those and uh, they're very focused. Their mind is on the job. I made a, a joke with one of them earlier on uh, in a coffee shop. It was met with a, a stony face, the stony face of security. <laughs> you don't want to mess with them. And I just had a chap come up to me. Uh, I think he was Spanish, although that's not really relevant to the story. Uh, and he was asking, he was confused that there were so many lanterns. He was going, how, ma- how many torches are there? I said, well, I think there are about 8,000. Everyone has one. And, he's, and he felt cheated that he thought it was just one torch that was passed along. And we explained to him, no, that's not how we do it. Uh, this is Ian Lee. I am in St. George's Square. I'm here till uh, nine o'clock. Uh, and the torch, as you heard now, is heading in convoy to Milton Keynes. Waiting there is our reporter, Brendan Murphy. Brendan, can you tell us exactly where you are? Ian, I'm standing in the middle of Silbury Boulevard. Now, when the torch comes to Milton Keynes, it's going to come from Child's Way along Seclo Gate and down Silbury Boulevard. I'm standing here in the middle of uh, Silbury Boulevard. I'm probably not supposed to be in the middle of the street, but I kind of have wangled my way in. The crowds are about three 
three or four deep the whole way down Silbury Boulevard. Anybody who knows Milton Keynes and Silbury Boulevard will be able to tell it. kind of goes on as far as the eye can see. Uh, um, but I've got loads of kids standing in front of me. It's a beautiful scene. Red, white and blue the whole way down the street. And I'm standing here with uh, Sam Turvey. Now, she's a year three teacher uh, from uh, Southwood School in Milton Keynes. Um, Sam, tell us about how you're, you're feeling this morning. Oh, this is a great opportunity for the school. This kicks off our Olympic fortnight and we're really excited. And what was the Olympic fortnight? Uh, all of our lessons are going to be based around the Olympics, so different types of maths lessons, literacy lessons, looking at the history of the Olympics and the Olympic values. And you're going to have a special Olympic sport day, aren't you? Absolutely. Next week we're having an opening ceremony. All of the classes are different countries, and, um, and then we're going to compete, compete as different countries. And are you going to have a podium for them whenever they win the stand on? That's what I want to know. Absolutely. I'm not sure that we've got all of the different national anthems, but we've got the gold and silver and bronze medals ready. Now, I've been speaking to a lot of the kids this morning, and the, the overwhelming thought behind this whole thing and the celebrations is they're celebrating not only the Olympic torch coming through Melbourne teams, but also an extra hour off school. Uh, Sam, what do you think? You're happy about an hour off school as well? Well, I don't mind the hour of school, but it's actually going to help with our learning this week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Always, always uh, spoken like a true skiving teacher there. Khadija is standing in front of me with an amazing handmade uh, Olympic torch. Now, Khadija, tell me about this torch that you've got here. What, what's this made from? Um, it's made from cardboard, and I use some sweet um, wrappers and some tissue paper. It doesn't look like cardboard. It looks like proper gold that you're holding there, as well as the red and gold flames that are coming out the top of it as well. And uh, we also have Jake. Jake, how long did it take you to make your torch? Um, I think 20 minutes, something like that. And you're, are you looking forward to the Olympic Sports Day in your school? Yes. Yeah. What, what are you most looking forward to? To running. So you're going to be running alongside the Olympic torch as it comes down? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff. As I say, Ian, there's a great atmosphere down here. Uh, you can hear the air horns. The, the uh, couple of police fans have just gone by, along with uh, guys handing out stickers for the air ambulance. Uh, the air ambulance is called Bob, apparently. That's for Berkshire, um, Oxfordshire and Buckinghamshire Air Ambulance. And you can hear the whistles in the background. Everybody, you know, like, like I've heard this morning, everybody has a smile on their face. Everybody, usually when you come out and do these things, it's hard to get people to talk to you, but people are actually coming up to me and wanting to have a chat. So it's great stuff. We're just eagerly awaiting for the people to come down. Uh, police presence. Uh, the whistles, you can hear the call and response to the whistles. Great atmosphere up and down Silbury Boulevard here, Ian. Brendan, listen, thank you very much for that. With those whistles, it reminds me of, of going to raves back in the 80s. And that's a flashback I can't handle at this time in the morning. Thank you very much. We'll be hearing more from Brendan and Milton Keynes later on. It has been a fantastic weekend of torch relay action. From Bedford early yesterday morning to Luton in the evening. It, it's just been astounding how many people have turned out to greet the flame. Here's how we covered it on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks, this is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, this is Ian Lee reporting live. I keep saying the word reporting, I'm not reporting at all. I wouldn't even have a clue how to do such a thing. I'm just standing here holding a stick and talking into it. That's, that's sort of uh, the gig. But I'm in St George's Square in Luton and we've been following uh, the uh, Olympic torch, the Olympic flame as it's made its way around. We've had Lewis Hamilton, uh, we've had hundreds of people, we've had singers, we've had drummers. We, it's been a surprisingly exciting morning. Uh, hundreds of people turned up in the square. Thousands of people were lining the streets. Um, and it, it really has been very exciting. We've heard a lot of fantastic stories as well from the torchbearers. The Olympic torch is now making its way uh, to Milton Keynes. And I'm, I'm going to um, now talk to someone who I worked with like 14 years ago when she used to be my boss live in Bletchley Park 
It's Helen Lee. Hello, Ian Lee. Oh, well, I was hardly your boss, was I? I just may have had some kind of influence. I I had to do what you told me to do, so yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, As you can hear at Bletchley Park, it's all going off. Um, In the background, I'm... Let me just set the scene for you. This is what a reporter should do. I'm outside the front of the mansion house in Bletchley Park. Now, let us not underestimate the importance of Bletchley Park or its connection to this day. Bletchley Park is so important to history that the technology that allows you to track the Olympic torch wherever it goes around the country, perhaps even how you are listening to me and Ian now, all originated from this place. So it's a very important place. Alan Turing, one of the code breakers from Bletchley Park during the Second World War, he and his fellow code breakers, it has been said that because of what they did here, shortened the war by two to four years and that the outcome of the Second World War would have been uncertain without what they did here. So of course it's very important, this place. And how do we connect it to today? Well, the torch is making its way when it comes here from Milton Keynes. It will stop off at, at Saxon Street in Bletchley. It's going to make its way along Buckingham Road and up Sherwood Drive before arriving here. As you can hear in the background, there are lots of people waiting here for the torch. And when I say people, there are all manner of dignitaries here. We have Pete Winkleman, I've spotted him. The Mayor of Milton Keynes with her gold chain, Katrina Morris, she's here. There are some veterans of the war effort at Bletchley Park in uniform, looking amazing. Uh, we hear, and I'm not sure if he's here yet because I haven't come across him yet, Dermot Turing, the nephew of Alan Turing, is due here for the torch. And there are an awful lot of children an awful lot of children from primary schools, pretty much every primary school, I'd say, within Bletchley, all lining the road at the front of the mansion house, all waiting. The rain's holding off at the moment. I've got the most garish raincoat on ever, just in case. I'm a girl, I like to be prepared. And it's just looking like it's going to be really exciting. You know how you can sometimes feel an atmosphere buzzing? There's the... the nervousness the butterflies in the tummy amongst most people here there are donnie and mooey who are the mascots from the mk dons they've just turned up you would think it was like brad and angelina had turned up i'm not joking the cheers that there were when they came along uh, that was quite cool and it just feels the air of anticipation is big let's just say helen you stay there you soak up the atmosphere we'll come back to you a little bit later on i'm surprised i don't remember her sounding that posh when i used to know her amazing uh, now the, the very exciting Last week I got to fill in for uh, Jonathan Vernon-Smith and I I think I managed to steer his show vaguely successfully into into harbour. Jonathan is back from his holiday. Jonathan, how are you? You've done marvellously. I've returned and the show is intact. I'm well. How are you? I I think... I'm 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 okay, thank you. I survived. You have some callers, don't you? Oh yes. You said politely. Yeah. <laughs> what what are you trying to insinuate? <laughs> yes, I certainly I would, have I would, a. I would insinuate nothing. A brand of listener that is uh, that, that is like no other. I think it's fair to say. Uh, anyway, you're doing a fabulous job down they there were this very morning. Polite to me. Were they good? You're very kind. Your listeners were very polite to me. We only had we only had a few arguments. I, I think you've still got a few left. Good. Um, and uh, you, uh, but I just have to say very quickly, your consumer hour, man, that's hard work. I didn't realise you actually had to make the phone calls yourself. It was it was hideous. Yes, I, I don't just stroll in at five to nine. You know, I'm here. I'm here long before and long after doing all those telephone. Did you did you like doing the calls, Ian? 
I hated doing the calls. It's, it's the sort of thing I would get my wife to do at home. I hated every minute of it, but it was an honour to do your show. And I'm sure the listeners will be pleased that you're back. What's on the show today? Well, uh, more of the same, really, because as we know, the torch is going to be going on quite a journey this morning. When I take over at nine, uh, very shortly afterwards, actually, the torch should arrive in Bletchley. We then follow it, go from uh, Bletchley to Buckingham, to Winslow, to Whitchurch, to Aylesbury, and then hopefully, just in time before the end of my programme today, we'll go to Stoke Mandeville. Now, yesterday, I followed the torch as it came through Bedfordshire into Hertfordshire, then back into, into Bedfordshire again. And even I, as a terrible cynic, got caught up in the excitement. Have you also got caught up in the excitement this morning? Uh, yeah, you know what? I was saying exactly the same thing this morning, that I am a cynical old man who hates all kind of uh, group celebrations, but... I did get caught up in it, and it, it has been very, very exciting this morning. I've really enjoyed it. When the torch arrived in Luton, I nearly took all my clothes off, but I will try not to do the same this morning. But, Ian, if you don't mind, I'll take over at nine. Thank you very much. Please try and keep your clothes on, for goodness sake, John. What a, what a hideous image to have placed in my mind. Uh, let's get the latest weather now with Chris Bell. Thank you very much, Luton. I, I, I hate to, to spring this on you. I'm seeing blue skies. I'm seeing a little bit of blue sky. It'll never last. It'll never last. Uh, if, you were, if you've been taking part this morning anywhere within the three counties, I, I, you've got about 30, 35 minutes to give me a call. I would love to hear your stories of, of what it felt like and what it meant to you. 08459 455 555. 08459 455 555. Do give me a call because, as I was saying to Jonathan, it's easy to be cynical in these things, but both of us, and we are very cynical men, uh, have been caught up in the atmosphere and the excitement of what is an historic occasion. Now, some of the Olympic torchbearers have been chosen because of the inspiring stories they have to tell. Matt King from Bedfordshire, who's carrying the torch in, uh, who's been carrying the torch in Dunstable, is one of them. At the age of 17, Matt was playing rugby league for the London Broncos Academy team when he sustained a horrendous neck injury which left him completely paralysed from the neck down and unable to breathe without a ventilator. Three County sports presenter Luke Ashmead spoke to Matt at his home in the Wixoms about being nominated as a torchbearer. Three Counties Breakfast. BBC Three Counties Radio. I think we're going to go straight to Luke Ashmead, who is on Media One. Luke, whereabouts are you now? Uh, just incredible scene. Set Glow Gate is where I am right now, and I'm looking down on Gail Ems, Olympic silver medalist in mixed doubles badminton, European Commonwealth and world champion, and of course presenter of the Road to 2012 tonight at 6 o'clock. Uh, runner number 29 on uh, today is a uh, leg of the uh, torch relay, running through central Milton Keynes. What a great sight. We've seen Formula One cars uh, ride through uh, the central Milton Keynes. I'm not sure we've seen anything like this. Crowds four or five deep. Uh, they're all piling up as well uh, from Child's Way. And uh, Gail M's taking a lot of applause. Plenty of Union Jacks being waved. Uh, Central Milton Keynes, in many ways, in lends itself to this kind of thing because of the structure of the roads, the grid system. It really works, so they can block off particular roads, leave others open. So it means that traffic shouldn't be held up too long. And what we've noticed as well so far today is when the torch has gone through, everything pretty much gets back to normal very quickly. And as I look behind Gail Ems, who's still waving at the crowd and enjoying her moment, of course, as I look beyond her uh, in a straight line, the crowds then who have uh, seen the torch moving away from the 
the area and of course will go about their business whether they're working here in central Milton Keynes or anywhere across Milton Keynes. Uh, Bletchley we're going to be heading to shortly. GLM's continues as we uh, head through the traffic lights. We're going past the biggest skate building that a lot of people will know and of course the much mentioned point on my right hand side um, could be doomed, could be brought down. Lots of people love the point. One of the landmarks in Milton Keynes used to be able to see from miles around. Of course, much uh, has gone up around the point, and the point maybe has uh, fallen back a little bit and become tired looking. I don't think so. I love the point, and I want the point to stay. Uh, just beyond the point, Midsummer, uh, the uh, Midsummer Arcade, the new shopping centre, and of course, the original central Milton Keynes from all those uh, adverts. We've got a choir, I think, or certainly some kind of choir to my left hand side. Let me see if you can hear them. I'm hoping you're picking up. It's a bit of take that. And Gail's having a dance uh, in the uh, centre of Milton Keynes. What a wonderful moment. Uh, the weather, I have to say, and although I'm slightly worried about saying this, has been good. It's been cloudy, not too cold, uh, not too cold. And uh, I'm just grabbing a picture with Gail as I talk. I'm, you know, typical Manny, and I can't do two things at once, talk and take a picture. Uh, Gail has now passed the flame over. Uh, great scenes in Milton Keynes, and the flame will go to Susanna Hunt, our next runner from Bishop's Frome, carrying the flame through central Milton Keynes. The numbers uh, at Mil in Milton Keynes, it's quite incredible. Massive smiles, massive enjoyment. How dare you stop broadcasting? How dare you stop broadcasting to take a photograph, for goodness sakes, man. How dare you stop broadcasting to take a photograph? The people of Beds, Hearts and Bucks are depending on you to show the way, and you're taking pictures to put up on your Facebook page. Look, listen, we'll come back to you later on. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun. One of the things uh, that's been happening in St George's Square is that there is a thing called the pod. It's here until nine o'clock, so you've still got a few minutes if you want to come down and have a go. I'm here with, uh, with, with Tom from the pod. Tom, very briefly, explain what on earth this thing is. <laughs> OK, so today we've been taking photos of people... Uh, in front of an Olympic Stadium backdrop. The, the photos print out in 20 seconds. They've been taking them home with them. Um, basically a way of them having fun and enjoying the torch come through the town. And how many have you done today? A few hundred? Yeah, we've done a couple hundred, I think, yes. And so all the Olympic tor torchbearers have had a go. Uh, and all of the pictures that get taken today, they get a copy to take home. But it also goes up on the, uh, the, the 3CR Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. And I'm looking at a picture of you with marvellous hair and fantastic teeth, it has to be said, Tom. Oh, thank you. Can I have a go? Can I, can yes, I get yes. in on this? So I just sit in here. So it's just like a photo booth, really. And... Um, there we go. I'm just going to uh, sit in and uh, face the front. I'm looking at the screen. A man is silently indicating I should be looking at the screen. I'm looking. Uh, I'm going to look like a plum. I've been up since half past four. There's the picture. I'm hoping it's a good one. Uh, I'm going to... Oh, my God. Who's that fat, grey, old, spotty man on the screen? Oh, I look terrible. Delete that, for goodness sakes. If you want to see what I look like, you can go to the Facebook uh, page, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. That, that, that's an awful picture. Delete, delete, abort. While that's getting printed up, we're going to go back to Milton Keynes. Uh, and Brendan Murphy. Brendan, what's, what's it like there? Yes, I'm on Silbury Boulevard uh, by the Central Library. Uh, looking down the street, we've had the, the police just coming past on their bikes. Again, high-fiving people on the way by. I love this. It's, it's a great atmosphere. You know, everybody's kind of being made to feel as if the, with the police and the, and the emergency services are here just to take part in the celebration. You've got people in springy stilts and moustaches. No, no, that, that, that does it for me. The springy stilts is one thing. Having a moustache that curls up at the end is another thing. Uh, and now uh, we can just see the moment the shine bus coming down. You can hear people cheering, blowing whistles, uh, blowing air horns. And I'm with the Sermon family. Uh, and uh, first of all, Linda, 
Um, you're here today with your daughter and your granddaughters, is Indeed. that right? Yep. Daughters, three granddaughters. And you, you say you've lived all over the world, but uh, Milton Keynes is somewhere that you're really proud to be living. Absolutely. We always come back to Milton Keynes. It's a great place to live. We love it. It's a community, big city, but it's got a good sense of community. And, and something like this where you see people lined up three and four deep down Silbury Boulevard. We can just see the torch coming past us now, actually. And we, you have you have your, your, your granddaughters up on your shoulders. I'll stop talking so they can get a good view. But as the torch comes past, you can hear the cheers. It's uh, lovely. We've got Susanna Hunt who's coming back here. Susanna who's coming through. Uh, she's 18 years old and she goes to uh, Malvern College. She gains, uh, she gains an honorary uh, scholarship for her excellent GCSE results and uh, she's a school record holder for throwing the javelin. Uh, Malvern District Senior Girls Javelin Champion and Gold Medalist. Uh, so this is why she is going down. Now she, she has been in Ghana recently helping to build a school and teach there, uh, there for, for kids over there. So you can tell people are... <laughs> We've been cut off by the sirens and, and, and the police coming past. But that was an amazing moment. I don't think I was expecting to see the flame quite so so bright as that, were you? This was brilliant. It was so close. It was amazing. I loved it. And, and you said to me that this is almost, a, that this kind of atmosphere is similar to when the Queen came. That's the kind of magnitude that we're talking about Absolutely. with the force. Yeah, as I say, Milton Keynes is a big city, but it's got a fantastic sense of community. It's lovely on occasions like this. And who have you got up on your shoulders here? I've got Ela May, and she's three. And, and, and we also have down here, uh, what's your name? Anae. Anae. And you're six years old, aren't you? Yeah. And, and, and how are you feeling? I mean, you, you're, you're, your smile goes from ear to ear. I mean, look, I, I, I get the feeling that you're that kind of cheerful kind of girl anyway. You, you, you're no stranger to running yourself, are you? You did the, the sports relief mile recently, didn't you? Yeah. And so you ran a mile in how long? Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes to do a mile. On legs, that short. That is awesome. I'm very proud of you, and I, and I think I'm really proud of actually be here in Milton Keynes, uh, down Silbury Boulevard, having seen the torch go past. Um, there was, I was jabbed in the head by a flag, I don't even mind that, because uh, there was so much excitement to rush forward and have a look at the torch as it went past. But brilliant, I've just been taking some photographs of, of the, the Sermon family here, as I say, Linda, with her, with her daughter and grandkids. Uh, one of your granddaughters is just three months old today, uh, so I've taken a picture of them with the crowd, and, and that's got to be something that you're going to look back on with, with pride. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a fantastic memory for them as they get older. I don't know about you, but my heart's thumping. Ian, I, I didn't expect to be this excited about this. Brendan, you're right. I, I wasn't expecting to be excited by this, and I, I, I've really enjoyed the day. I, t- I tell you what has upset me, though, I'm, and I'm genuinely upset. I'm looking at this picture I had taken in the pod. There's got to be something wrong with the lens, because, I, I'm, A, I'm not that old. Why have I got such a fat face? What, the, what it is, is they caught me talking, and I wasn't in the right position. This is going to go up on facebook.com forward slash bbc3cr. The picture came out, and I showed it to the team, who I've only known for a couple of weeks, you know, so it's still kind of working out our relationship and stuff, and they all burst into laughter. Now, I'll be honest, that's not the way to welcome someone new into the, the fold. That's an awful picture of me. <laughs> There's another 15 minutes if you want to come down and um, uh, have your picture taken. Uh, I suggest you lean forward and don't talk if you want. Yeah, yeah look at those. Look at those. Uh, this is Ian Lee. This is Breakfast. We're here for another 15 minutes before JVS comes back after his week-long holiday. Let's get the latest travel news out. Three Counties Breakfast. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, this is Ian Lee. I'm in St George's Square in Luton. We've been uh, watching the torch. Everything is kind of being dismantled here now. The stage is gone. The people are collecting up the barriers and tidying up. But the torch journey still continues. And we're going to go to Milton Keynes and Luke Ashmead. Luke, what's happening? 
Well, believe it or not, the torch is here, Ian. Um, <laughs> it's still in Milton Keynes. Uh, flags waving either side. And by the way, just to just a quick quick reminder to you, the camera never lies, Mr. Lee. The camera never, ever <laughs> lies. Um, yes, uh, we've just seen Ian Cousins, uh, the person who nominated Ian, said, in, said having known Ian for about 12 years, uh, he is an absolute legend. Um, we are still in central Milton Keynes. Our next runner, Alan Granger. Alan, Alan is an ex-Scottish professional boxer, peaked in his day to the highest of this sport, and through Street Games MK Project, Alan volunteers seven hours of his time each week to the cause. We're in central Milton Keynes. We've crossed over Silbury Boulevard, and now we've crossed over uh, Whitton Gate as well. So we're heading unless we've taken a turn and i i'm not aware of it slightly disorientating i've lived here for uh, 16 years in milton kings and sometimes even i get a little bit lost sometimes uh, i believe we are heading down silbury boulevard unless i'm completely mistaken uh, yes, I think we are. Good. Uh, the crowds, I've never seen anything like this in Milton Keynes. Every single uh, available space along this route is taken up. Uh, there are the Bam Bams. Are you familiar with the Bam Bams, Mr Lee? Uh, yeah, uh, no. I'm an old man. The Bam Bams are these blue things. You'll have seen them uh, in Luton in St George's Square. Uh, that Samsung come round and they give you these two Bam Bams and you bang them together and they make a noise that, well, they go Bam Bam. Uh, they are known as Bam Bams, I'm being told. Um, also, uh, uh, and all you can see is those held in the air, blue bam bams. There's another torch is being lit here in central Milton Keynes. Crowds, I'm talking about five or six deep. They're probably ten deep here. And when you look, as I said, when you look past uh, the uh, the moment to shine the, the bus with all the torch bearers on it, there is just a sea of people uh, dispersing as the torch goes past. And the operation, as far as uh, this particular convoy, the, the uh, horse box here, is, is precise. Uh, there is no other word to describe this precise um we are after this short leg going to be heading towards bletchley and i can tell you ian just before i hand back to you quite quite, quite a special moment for me i live in bletchley uh, i'm very proud of living in milton Keynes and bletchley and bletchley park of course home of the code breakers i know helen's there for us this morning we're going to hear, be hearing much more about bletchley park but uh, uh, as well as being a reporter on this uh, convoy i'm also a resident of milton Keynes, extremely proud of my local area and you know what i'm starting to feel a little emotional about being in Milton Keynes on this special day. Thank you very much, Luke. When he said the Bam Bams, I thought they were a band. I'm such an old man. I've only just found out that the Venger boys are split up, and I'm very disappointed. Now, uh, we're talking about Bletchley, and a badminton hopeful for the Olympics in 2016 has been chosen to carry the torch through Bletchley this morning. Our former Olympic badminton star, Gail Ems, has been speaking to Milton Keynes teenager, Sean Vendy. I don't know if it's sunk in yet, but it's getting harder to get to sleep at night because of the excitement. You have had an outstanding England badminton career. You first represented England when you were under 11. You've been national champion at every age group, all the way up to your age group now this year you've won nine golds two silvers two bronzes for you to be a badminton player and holding this torch is it something that you know this is something you want to aspire to to be part of the olympic games because i can't take part in the obviously the badminton side of it 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 just like makes me feel more involved in it and what it's going to be like for the future if i reach my ambitions to be to play in the olympics we're at your training session now. We're at the Trip Academy here at Bletchley Co- uh, College. Um, how important has this academy been for you to help further you and your badminton playing? This is the biggest. This is the reason I play badminton because there's nowhere else, in in my opinion, 
in the whole of England that would give me the sort of coaching and the even the people here, like ex-Olympians. And there's no negative vibes going around the training session. It's all positive, so it's just a good, it's just good environment and a good place to be. So Manny Chip, founder and head coach of Chip Academy. Um, I really want to talk to you about Sean Vendy because obviously he's been chosen to run with the Olympic torch. To come from where he's come from, and he's been with us since he's been eight or nine years of age, and he's come all the way through, and he's worked ridiculously hard. And I think as a reward to carry the torch is amazing and coming from the Trip Academy we're exceedingly proud of what he's done. We're getting everyone out of school and we're going to be down there supporting as much as we can. I don't want to reveal your age money but <laughs> but you know you're like, like me you're not a spring chicken no. in the balancing world anymore but you know what I love about being here today is just the fact that you just get stuck in with all the players you're on court you're here right at the end and yeah. you're in your kit and you're on court with everyone and you've also got you know not a bad player and your wife as well <laughs> Ella Tripp who's also ex-Olympic athlete um, how much do you feel that you're a role model towards the, to the young people here it's all about morals and ethics and values the same as with the work ethic yes I, I will be turning 40 this year unfortunately but um, I still feel like I'm 21 because these kids make me feel like I'm 21 and I do exactly what you said we're on court we're working hard with them we're trying to make them enjoy it as much as anything because I know that the enjoyment that I get out of the sport. Where there is a torchbearer, there's always a proud mum. And I'm with Sean's mum, Caroline. For you, personally, how proud are you going to be when Sean gets that torch, gets that Olympic flame and does his 300 metres in that lovely tracksuit? I'm not, I'm not sure how I'm going to watch it because I think I'm going to be, like, bawling my eyes out for the whole 300 metres. I'm serious. Um, it means a lot to me as well because my nan used to work at Bletchley Park and she's no longer with us, so I'm thinking she'd have loved that, especially him getting to do it through Bletchley, so it means a lot that way as well. We found out last, at the end of last year, and it was a phone call to Sean. He came off the phone and he went, I've just been told I'm going to carry the Olympic torch. And, but we're not allowed to tell anyone. And I was like, oh my God. So we couldn't tell anyone for three days, and I swear, I don't know how I kept it to myself, but I managed it. Were there any Olympic memories that you have that really just thought, got you, and just thought, I want to go to the Olympic Games one day? In 2004, watching you and Nathan, just like, big inspiration to me. I've always wanted to play badminton after then, and just to reach the Olympics would just be, like, even better. Sean, I have got my rackets with me, and I have got my trainers. I'm ready for action. Is it possible that I can maybe have a chance to uh, have a little hit with our Olympic hopeful, our our Buckinghamshire Bletchley torchbearer? But be nice to me, okay? I haven't played for a while. Is that all right? Yeah, let's go now. You can hear more from Gail in the road to 2012 from 6 o'clock this evening here on BBC Three Counties. And don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, JVS, Jonathan Vernon-Smith, will be back... Uh, in just a few minutes at nine o'clock this morning JVS is back from his holiday no doubt he'll be telling us he, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter he was sending some very disturbing tweets yesterday <laughs> I found very upsetting I considered unfollowing him we have been tracking all morning and we'll continue to track the Olympic flame as it makes its way through the three counties uh, and I think we're going to go now to Bletchley and to Helen Lee Helen what's happening there what can you see or maybe we're not going to go to Helen Lee. Let's, uh, we might go back to her a little bit later on. I, I'm surprised that that's the first little 
technical hiccup that we've had this morning. Helen, are you there? Hello, I'm here, Ian. Yes, I'm here. We're just getting a bit overexcited, you see. You can hear the cheers in the background, I'm sure. There's a helicopter flying overhead. Can't tell if it's a tourist one or if it's just for security. But we have been told that the convoy is making its way towards Bletchley. And I believe that Luke's been, uh, you know, revving up the audience, as it were. Um, so we're very much looking forward to it coming here. It's got a way to come before it comes to Bletchley Park. That's where I am at the moment. I'm just outside the front of the Mansion House, which is probably the most best, the best known building here at Bletchley Park. Um, as the the convoy makes its way into Bletchley, it will be coming along Saxon Street. Now I don't know at the moment because I'm here in Bletchley Park and there are lots of crowds here. I'm not sure what the streets of Bletchley are like at the moment. I do know that my husband and my toddler daughter are somewhere out there on Saxon Street. I'm assuming because it's dry, more and more people will come out. It just feels. Luke was talking about how he feels a bit emotional about this. I'm starting to feel that way myself. It's weird. I don't really. I'm not really a sporty person. But when something like this happens, it is such a historic occasion that you kind of up in it so anyone who isn't out on the streets of Bletchley who fancies being part of history come out it's going to be making its way along Saxon Street along Buckingham Road Sherwood Drive and then arriving at Bletchley Park where it's actually a private closed event here in Bletchley Park they're not letting any old riffraff in let me tell you that uh, but there are an awful amount of dignitaries in here and there are an awful lot of children from all the local primary schools all cheering in the background. Helen, I can hear the kids scream. I can also hear a man shouting furiously in the background. But yeah, so we'll, we'll move on from that. But thank you very much yeah. for that. And it's great to hear the kids cheering. And if you are kind of thinking, well, maybe I should I go down there? Do you know what? It's definitely been worth it, I think. And I, I have enjoyed this morning... Uh, in Luton, much more than I thought I would. As, jo- uh, it was, as, as Jonathan was saying earlier on, uh, we are both cynical old so-and-sos, uh, but it's, it's hard not to get caught up in the excitement and the, the history of this. This is one of those things that will n- never happen again in our lifetimes. Speaking of never happening again in our lifetimes, it's Luke Ashmead. Are you, are you still in the back of the horse truck? Luke, can you hear me? I think Luke may have been taken prisoner. He may have been knocked unconscious uh, at some... I suspect he hasn't. If Luke's mum is listening, I'm sure Luke has not been knocked unconscious. I'm sure he's absolutely fine. Uh, one of the exciting things has been the, the, talking to the torchbearers uh, this morning. And it, it's amazing to hear all of these different stories and uh, all of the reasons that they've been nominated. And they're all from different backgrounds and different ages. Uh, and it, it's been exciting just feeling part of the Olympics. And I, again, I, I was kind of uh, sort of against the Olympics. And then the last few days, I've been scrabbling around for tickets. If you, look at, if you want cheap tickets, Paralympics. The Paralympics tickets, they're like a tenner or 15 quid for, for some excellent events. And I'm looking at taking my little boy, although I suspect that we're going to be on holiday uh, for the first week. So I may have to come back and, uh, and go with my mum for the second week. But Because some of the Olympics tickets, yeah, you know, they're kind of a little bit pricey, a little bit expensive. But the, uh, the Paralympics tickets, 10 quid, 15 quid, it's got to be worth a pop, hasn't it? Uh, don't forget, Jonathan Vernon-Smith is coming up soon. I look forward to hearing his dulcet tones uh, as he follows the progression of the torch throughout the three counties as it makes its way through the three counties and leaves a little bit later on. Uh, time now, though, to get the latest travel news. Thank you very much. Well, that's it from St George's Square in Luton. But do stay tuned to Three Counties for the rest of the day as we'll be following the torch uh, as it makes its way through the Three Counties uh, and leaves. It'll be Jonathan coming up next, uh, describing what is happening and telling us more. And hopefully we'll be getting more of your phone calls as well. Just relaying all of your experiences and uh, the emotion throughout the day.
Thank you to everyone who came over and said hello and had a little chitty chat with me. It's been a fantastic morning. I've genuinely enjoyed it. I'll be back tomorrow morning at nine in the studio. Jonathan coming up next. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.